Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Another busy, busy day here in New York City. Evan and Tiki on The Fan. A lot of football to get to throughout the show. The Knicks play tonight at Madison Square Garden. They're going to be shorthanded again. And you're starting to get concerned that we're not getting injury updates on OG and Julius. We'll get to that later. But all of us as human beings have something that triggers us. <laughs> maybe it's a word, maybe it's a sentence, maybe it's a topic that you just get triggered by. So my trigger thing is that if you ever tell me Johan Santana didn't pitch a no-hitter, I get very triggered. Tiki's learned that very early on working Yes, with I him. do. I'll stop doing that, Evan. Thank you, Tiki. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've learned that there was one... Tiki's almost untriggerable. But there was a caller that made this horrible statement that Tiki quit on the Giants by retiring, and that triggered you, rightfully so, by the way. It's kind of similar to Joe B. telling me I don't watch games. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Go kiss ass. That's true. Don't tell me what I am or am not doing. By the way. Especially if you don't know. That's right. I know Joe B.'s trigger. Like, if you went to Beningo and said you're not a real Jets fan, that would trigger (laughs) you. So I know Sean's trigger, and I think today on Tuesday, February 6th, is the perfect time to trigger him because I honestly feel this way, and I wonder if Tiki feels this way, and I wonder if the audience feels this way. I love football, but the Super Bowl sucks, and <laughs> the buildup to the Super Bowl kind of sucks, and the football season really ended a week and a half ago on Go Champions. kiss ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. Everything about this week kind of sucks. The game itself yeah. kind of well, sucks. Like, I, well, I'm going to watch it. We're all going to watch it. We'll break it down. But the real football season ended on Championship Sunday. Am I wrong, T? Well, here's it, it feels so, the Super Bowl always feels so disconnected from the, from the regular season. And, and hear what I'm saying. You start the season, other than the bye week, it's every week. You're just grinding on your team, grinding on your team. What did they do well? Do we have a shot? Uh, it's over. Or, no, we're pushing to the playoffs. And it's just it's like just building and building and building and building. Then you get to the playoffs, and it's like, man, look at this wild card team. Oh, they won on the road. They go to the division round. Then you get to the division round. You get to the championship round. All these things happen, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, now we're going to sit and chill for you. <laughs> all, right, all right, we're good. Just hang out. So, like, there's this emotional momentum that comes during the regular season, builds up to a crescendo, and then gets to the championship round, 
and then it just ends. It's right. like, okay, okay, it's over. And no other sport's like that. No. When you get to the World Series, like, you may have to wait if you swept a team, but the other team is playing. Like, it continues and it continues, and you're right. And that isn't even, like, my number one reason. So it's interesting from you as right. a former player, a guy that went to a Super Bowl. And I remember that the year we went to the Super Same Bowl. Same thing happened, right? I, especially because of how... We win. I mean, we destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the game was over in five minutes, eight yes. minutes. The game was over. And so after the game, all I could think about was, let's get to the Super Bowl. Let's go kick the hell out of these Ravens. Let's, let's get to the Super Bowl. And then you just wait. And then so many things can happen, good or bad. For us, it was just, it was, I don't know, it was melancholy. It felt weird. And so, it, like, the, the extra bye week, I understand why. So everybody gets healthy. Uh, it, it it builds more hype. You have time for parties and time for you know positioning of both these teams and the storylines get talked about. Agnosia, I, I get it, but it just there's a disconnect from the championship weekend and from Super Bowl Sunday that's hard to like reconcile, especially yeah. if your team's not in the game. No, I get you. And what's funny is I totally see where you're coming from. Not even my reason for hating this week. Not even my <laughs> reason for thinking football season ended a week and a half ago. My reason is that. This week is about everything but football. Mm. A week and a half ago, Championship Sunday was all about winning the AFC title, was all about winning the NFC title. Now it's about glitz and glamour and halftime shows. And oh, by the way, it's not even in the city of a team that's playing in the game. (laughs) Like the championship game, you fought and you have home field advantage. What's it going to be like walking into Baltimore and dealing with those fans? What's it going to be like walking into San Francisco? Now you go to Vegas. (laughs) Like, I I love football. And, yes, Sunday I'll be locked in. But football season ended a week and a half ago. And by the way, now you can respond because I just wanted to watch him get all bothered by everything Tiki said and everything I said. Hi, Sean. You are a dip, you know what? (laughs) And an ass, you know what? Okay? Because honestly, Tiki, I get Tiki's point. I hate that there's a bye week and then we lose a little of that momentum. But push come to shove. On Sunday, it's kind of like your birthday. Everybody loves their birthday. This is the football birthday. It's the celebration of everything. You get to sit down and watch, in theory, and not always, the two best teams in football that earn the right to get here. Yeah, and it feels like that this year. And it feels like that this year. And play, in my opinion, the best of our four major sports at the highest level for the ultimate crown. And you, it's not like all of a sudden they quit the rules and we don't watch a football game. It's football at its highest level. And in the process, you know what else you can do if your team's not in it? You can dream a little bit. What does my team need to be to be on this level, the picture there? And on top of it, if you do it right, and I think this is a lot of people's turnoff that you guys didn't even mention. Oh, I'm going to get there. You're watching football with the people you watched football all year with, mm. and you're just doing the same thing you no, do no, every no, Sunday. No, 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 hold on. Culmination. Hold on. That part's not true. But that's the problem, no, man. No, that part's not true. And this is a big it part of this me. thing. A lot of people are going to be forced to watch this football game with folks who have not watched football all season long. Forced? That's a good point. Yeah, forced. forced. Yes, forced. How are they forced? You're not forced to do anything in this great country. Yeah. You make a call. You're married. You know you're forced to do things. Like, don't act like who are you watching now? the Come Super Bowl on. with? I am watching the football with uh, the Super Bowl with my dad, yeah. my two sisters, their husband and fiance, and they all love football. And this they is, all know exactly what's going this on. This is our crew. Every Sunday, we watch the Giants. We watch Sunday Ticket every Sunday. And guess what happens? 
My wife, she's watching uh, Thousand Pound Sisters upstairs. Okay, she'll come down, <laughs> grab a little piece of hero, go back upstairs. My kids will check in on what's going on. Maybe they'll come watch the halftime show, and that's it. And whoever didn't watch football with me all year, See, you're not welcome to watch the Super Bowl. You're living in a world that exists for some, but not for everybody. You need to establish that world. Ed. A lot sure. of people are stuck watching this football game with people that haven't watched football all season long. It's all about the commercials, and it's not about the game. So you're in a fortunate situation, but Super Bowl parties exist. So I go don't go to them. Let's some, don't go to them. Sean, some people don't have that choice. What are you talking about? If somebody came to me, and if you're a true, I don't care, you could be a female that loves the game, a man that loves the game, you watch football all year. How is it that you have watched football however you watched it all year, and suddenly you're changing your thing up the Super Bowl? Because it's the Super Bowl. The That's football. my point. It's the biggest game guys, in sports. Guys, other I, than the World Cup final, I which is a MetLife stadium. <laughs> my wife wouldn't do this, but because she doesn't have a sim. But let's just say my wife said, "We're going to my sister's for the Super Bowl." Yeah, have fun. Would you not go? No, I wouldn't. I would not. I've skipped 50th wedding anniversaries for Giants Bills you're in a week special. four. No, right. you're special. I, I, I think that you're, you're a different kind of no, breed. But to all sh- of your friends are they the same way? Yes. We all are watching football with those who watch football with us, and that's it. It's a non-issue. There are going to be 120 million people watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. Even the championship game at its highest moment gets half of that. Yeah, like right. think about that for a second. I, I'm just down the to AFC that. championship game had fifty some odd million people watching, which is a huge number. That number is going to double for the Super Bowl, and that's a third of the population of no this doubt. country. So there are people coming out of the woodwork to watch a football game. Right. They're not all watching it by themselves, or they're not all right. watching it together. Yeah, the numbers they're, don't lie. The yes, numbers tell I'm you not, that they're going to be. Double the amount of people. So where do they come from? They're not football fans because otherwise they would have watched the well, championship game. I'm not denying that that happens. Like I know, like my wife's aunt, they'll have like they, they don't watch football year long. They'll have their own thing for the Super Bowl. Like those people exist. But if you really care about the game and you were making the statement today that well, that was the real last Sunday because I don't like to me. You've put yourself in that position to not understand how great Super Bowl Sunday is as a football. It fan. is the last great football Sunday because mm-hmm. nothing about this upcoming Sunday, nothing about this week, but specifically the Sunday is like the rest of the NFL season. It's completely different. The game is completely different. No, it's not. There it's are a longer football. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. There are longer halftime shows. Tiki played in right. one. The, half time, the halftime is 35 minutes way, or whatever it is. Yeah, the halftime's but, in, in an add-on to it that also makes it even greater. I got to tell you, the one thing about the Super Bowl, you hope you get a good game. You hope. It's not always the case. Sometimes you get blown I was there. We got blown out. Like If I, if I wasn't yeah, I a, a Giant fan... Or whatever. There was no reason to watch the second, well, really the fourth quarter mm. of our Super Bowl. It was just, it was over. Like, and so you hope you get a good game. Otherwise, it feels like the this weight, this buildup was for naught. Like all of these stories that you got invested in with the with the players and their families and their foundations and the people that they become, and then you get to the game and it's like, oh, they stink. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Over it, the just, last, it can be really disappointing. Over as well. the last decade and a half, it feels like we've been very lucky where yeah. we've had a lot of really good games sure. over the years. But early on, like when I was growing up in the mid-90s, the games tended to suck. And I was also stuck going to Super Bowl parties. I did that for the first third of my life. And one of the things that also drove me nuts was the boxes game. Oh, I got got a water. I'm rooting for this. I'm rooting for that. Like, if you end up at a Super Bowl party and you're not as powerful in your family dynamic as Sean is, (laughs) where I ain't going there. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And you're stuck. Watching this game with people that didn't watch football all year. Because, again, 
Half the audience that's going to watch the Super Bowl didn't watch a game all season long. Those are just the numbers. You're going to be stuck, A, with people that have no idea what the hell's going on, and then B, caring about the stuff that nobody gives a crap about. And that's the problem. And that's why when I flippantly said a week and a half ago, hey, it's the final real football Friday of the year, I meant it. And I saw your eyes get all like, oh, this is the unbelievable. It pisses Dude, me off. I represent the majority of people. <laughs> Most people listening right now, the good, hardworking American says, yeah, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. No one's suggesting we aren't. But this is not real football. Last Sunday was real football. The weekend before that, divisional weekend, real football. By the time you get to Sunday at 6.30 on CBS, it's about everything but football. And you're likely stuck with people who don't know the difference between Andy Reid's mustache and Patrick Mahomes. I don't even have an analogy. But I don't know. Permit voice. Permit voice, yeah. But it shouldn't be that way. Evan, why can't you go to a house and, hey, the top, uh, the other room will be the non-watchers? Like, there's ways to configure that. Oh, you think that occurs, by the way? But I think uh, one of my neighbors told me that occurs, yeah. Let me hear this straight. So there are people that have Super Bowl parties Uh who say, okay, we got two rooms. We got the watchers, and we got the non-watchers. There definitely is. You want to have conversations about Martha Stewart's dip? You go in that room. You want to watch the game, and maybe we converse on whatever bets we're making. We watch the game. Like there should be no excuse. This this should be no different than any Sunday that has existed all year watching football. Only it should be better because you should eat more. Or arguably gamble more, more on that later, and have a good time and just watch with the people you watch football with all year. I think that so I'm looking at the final results. I don't know. I can't even remember back. It's, it's just the thing. It's not. It's memorable because you remember who wins, but you don't remember the games. Like you don't remember how they went. Maybe you can go back like two or three. Years. That's because you're distracted by it. Exactly. There's so many other things going on. Last year's Super Bowl it was pretty good. The year before that, with the Rams and the Bengals, pretty good. The Buccaneers and the Chiefs. That was a blowout. It was thirty-one to nine. It was bad. It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a good game. We knew why because the Kansas City Chiefs line was was compromised. The Chiefs and the 49ers, That was actually a good game despite it being an eleven point victory. Then you go back to the Ink the Patriots and the Rams. That's the worst one. It was one of yeah. the worst games I've ever watched. It was. It, it took. <laughs> it took me back to nineteen sixty. The Eagles and the and the Patriots. That was a good one. Classic. Yep. The Patriots and the Falcons. Classic, classic as well. But then you get the Broncos. The Met uh, the Levi uh, Stadium. Yeah, the Broncos. The Panthers. the Panthers were Cam Newton. Didn't he want to dive on the loose fumble? Yeah. No. Sometimes it, you get done. Tiki is no right. doubt. And then you go to Phoenix. The Patriots and the Seahawks. Classic as well. Obviously. Then you get to the Met Life one. With the with the with the uh, the safety, the safety yeah. right, yeah. and then the blowout of the Denver Broncos by the Seattle Seahawks. Some of these games just aren't really good. But and look, by and, the way, and it's all build up, and the stadium's full of non fans. Well, that by the way, and I'm glad you said that. I know, I know, when I say that it would be better if it was in a home stadium, a mm-hmm. real home stadium, that that could never happen. I acknowledge that. This is a week. You go to a specific city. It's all about the parties. I know that would never happen. But two things can be true at the same time. Wouldn't a championship game be better if it was actually in the stadium of one of the two teams? Instead of going to an antiseptic place, you got people shipped over on planes. Like, it's different. No, it's not the same. No. no, 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 me to death, but I'm right. right. No, and you know, do, no, we, do we need to remember the Indianapolis Colts beating the Chicago Bears mm. in the Dolphin Stadium Ugh. when it was pouring rain? Ugh. And, 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 and there was, I mean, 
what was the capacity? Seventy something thousand. It was probably twenty eight thousand people in the state. I mean, it was <laughs> dead, dead. dude. No, I, look, I get all that happens, but I've been to enough of these Super Bowl weeks. I love football so much that I love that it's a celebration no, game. No, no, I love hearing I about the memories, and I love that fans travel in. They, you know, this might be their one time in their life they do this. I get that it's not eighty thousand Packer fans at a Packer game going nuts, but, but it's okay. It be better, wouldn't it be better if there were fifty thousand? 49er fans and 40,000 sure Kansas would City be. Chiefs fans. Sure would be, and if they, if they didn't price somebody out. You could always make something better, but that doesn't mean what we're about to watch Sunday sucks. It's just not as good as what we watched a week and a half ago. And the truth is, don't hide under the banner of, I'm a real football fan, I appreciate it. No, if anything, it makes you fugazi. It doesn't make me fugazi. It makes you fit in with Bertha. You're, that's no, what it does. you're cheering for a team that you will never cheer for again. I'm not cheering. That's the other thing, too. I'm not cheering for what a team you necessarily. You're just watching? I'm what? Well, I'll cheer for wherever my money is. Now, that's a separate thing. Not everybody gambles on all that. But no, I'm going to sit down as a football fan. I'm going to have a couple beers. I'm going to chow down on wings. And and I'm going to celebrate the end of the best sport in the world season like I do every year. And then cry on Monday that it's a long time between here and the draft. And Tiki's going to be right about the Giants. A week and a half ago on Sunday night when we had the AFC title game followed by the NFC title game. That's when I cheered the end of football. Mm. That's when I had the cheers. I had a glass of wine and said that was a fun season. Didn't go the way I wanted. Obviously, as a Jet fan, but that was a fun season. What happens in two weeks, that's a sideshow. What happens in two weeks, that's like a vaudeville act. What (laughs) happens in two weeks... That is nothing so when like Travis, what we watched for the first 19 weeks of this football so season. So when Travis Kelsey breaks a tackle and sprints for 10 yards, that doesn't count the same as it did uh, last week? It's great in moments, and then I'm interrupted by commercials. <laughs> Basically, the Super Bowl is a vaudeville what? act with a football game mixed in. That's what it is. By the way, it's about time you were interrupted with commercials. What, I mean, what, you're what sick is, of it around here. What did Scott Hansen say last week, or did the championship weekend? He's like, leading into the Super Bowl, we're going to be, you know, uh, uh, Whatever, it's next three hours of interrupted football. It's <laughs> a good line. It was a great line. It's a good line. We'll get your calls coming up. I do think that most people agree with me. Like, we're going to watch the Super Bowl, obviously, but the football season really ended a week and a half ago. Toll-free numbers, 877-337-6666. Now, you guys could tell me if this is because of my fandom that I have this opinion. Because maybe it is, all right? Because I'm like a Super Bowl virgin when you really think about it. I've never seen my team in a Super Bowl, so I am a Super Bowl virgin. But for my basketball team and for my baseball team, I've seen them play in a Finals and World Series. I've seen each of them play in two of them, right? So I have a little bit more experience. I have experience seeing it. And I remember when my baseball team got there, I really had 15 seconds of enjoyment before it was, we got to win the World Series. (laughs) Same thing with the Nets. I had 15 seconds of enjoyment before it was, now I have to win a championship. The Nets still in the league. And I've always envisioned that if the Jets got to a Super Bowl, because I I remember walking in that building, AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh, with that victory cigar in my pocket that was handed to me by Joe Beningo's cousin. Oh, mush. Where I thought, if we win this game, (laughs) this is going to be a wild celebration. Like, I'm going to smoke the cigar, and it's going to feel like... Mush. Mission. Don't say that. That's my fault. Uh-huh. It's my fault they didn't show up for the first 30 minutes of the game. Could you imagine Evan choking two puffs in? I probably would have, but I would have celebrated. And I don't think in the other sports I did that at all. It was merely I enjoy the moment for 12 seconds, and then it's immediately on to now we need to win. Yeah. And in football, it feels different. And, and is that because I'm a virgin of the Super Bowl, or is that because it is different? Well, you've never had the real 
chance. I mean, I guess you did the two championship games. I had the chance. I just didn't do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so it didn't happen. So you never got to the stage where it was like, if we just win this game, yeah. we've won a lot of games this year. If we just win this game, then we win the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's a, it's an empowering feeling, but it, it's also from a, I'm just talking from a player standpoint, but also from a fan standpoint, it's also probably the most anxious feeling. Because you're just a game. It is. It's just one game. So when the when the Giants won the NFC title, I'll get the fan perspective, then I'll get the player who did it right. perspective. As a fan, Sean, when the Giants won the NFC title in 2000, because I don't think you remember the prior ones, right? You were too young? Uh, too young. Yeah, my first real sports one was Rangers 94. Now, I'm not all talking right. about the Rangers. I'm just Football. saying, I've, you know, I've had the privilege of seeing all my teams play. Yeah, I got, yes. I got you. Yeah, okay. I understand. But he's talking about a one-game A one-game thing. When they yeah. won, when you watched Tiki's Giants smack the crap out of the Vikings, uh-huh. did you then celebrate for a week or was it immediate, uh-oh, we were in the Super Bowl now, we got to No, win. no. You celebrate for two weeks. Right. And then, well, it's really a week, and then you spend that week, media day, you're watching everything as a fan. You cannot wait for that game to come, and then that, that like, excitement becomes this weird anxiousness, turned to surprise, turned to, like, if you were, like, crazy like I am, you were on the verge of tears as soon as that national anthem plays because you don't even know what to do with your emotions anymore. So different than the other sports where one game, all right, you're two nights later, you're back on the NBA court or the NHL yeah. ice or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Like, from us... I just think back to 2000 when we we knew we were going to destroy the Vikings. I mean, Sean Payton came in and said, Kerry, going to throw for 300 yards in the first half. Their DBs are terrible. They win because they get in the lead. So all we have to do is get the lead, and we're going to destroy them. Mm. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they knew Randy Moss would quit if you hit him a couple times, and that's exactly what happened. So so after we won, it was like this amazing celebration. But then it like I think maybe too quickly we were like, all we got to do is win one game as opposed to celebrating winning the championship and then focusing on winning the one game mm. because it gets tedious. Like in yeah. your mind, like you have this process. What's your process? All right. On Tuesday, on a, on a Monday, you're just chilling. If you need treatment, you go and you get treatment. You maybe look a little bit at the film with the next team. Tuesday, it's a day off. You're chilling. You do nothing. I would go work at whatever I was media obligation I had going on. Wednesday, you get back into grinding. Right, and then you grind. You grind Thursday. You have a little half day Friday, uh, Saturday. You're just messing around. Travel. Let's go play. But then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, Monday is off. Tuesday's off. Wednesday's kind of chill. Just ease our way into it. Thursday's like a walkthrough. Like it just your process changes. Right, right. And so it's unless you've been there before. This is why I like the Chiefs. To be honest with you, unless you've been there before. I guess the 49ers were there four years ago, but it's a little bit of a different team. Like the process changes so drastically because of the two weeks that it can get you out of your mind. Mm. And then you get to game day and you're like, wait, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? What's going on? Yeah, it's, fu- <laughs> it's funny. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, Sean said something that is now marinated in my head as like one of the great ideas I think I've ever heard. I think the Super Bowl is about everything but the actual game. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Super Bowl kind of sucks. This buildup sucks. The games, it's it's well, about everything but, but, but football. But here's the thing. I will defend the other 50 million people, 55 million people that are watching it because they're watching it for all of that. That's other fine, stuff. by the way. I'm not ridiculing them. I'm saying watching it with them is not enjoyable. 
And so Sean even said, if that's your problem, Evan, if the problem is you're a big football fan, you want to be surrounded by people who are watching their first football games of the year, when you have a Super Bowl party, you set up two rooms. You've got the football room and you've got the non-football room. And as anti-social as that sounds, yeah. I think it's kind of brilliant. Right. You people, never Have you ever tried that? So I haven't. And full disclosure, I've been to Super Bowl parties when I was younger. And as I got to be an adult at my house, I knew what I wanted to do for Super Bowl, which right. was not do that. Uh, but, yes, I've been at houses, and I know that my neighbor, Jason, who invited me to his house this weekend, I am not going because of this, actually started the comment and goes, by the way, we have the chatter room and we have the football room. <laughs> so this is a thing right, that people a, do. Is there a kid's room as well? Well, I, I had, the kids can run her up says He goes, you know, people come downstairs, you have the scotch, we actually watch the game. Everybody cares about right. the commercials I mean, and halftime stays upstairs. You could put on the uh, the Nickelodeon broadcast. Right. That's right. With uh, Nate Burleson. People are separate. You, there's right. an understanding what I, room you belong in. I must say, yeah. it's a brilliant idea. It at least makes that part of the Super Bowl sucking a little bit more bearable. If you can choose the room and say, yeah, I'm just with the real football fans I'm here. I'm trying to think what I did for the last Super Bowl. Last year, you mean? Yeah. You don't remember what you did last year? I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't. I swear to you, I don't. I, I know I watched it. He's, he's about to tell us he was there. Watch. No. Uh, no, oh, that's no. Right. I was. No, I, de- I, de- I definitely wasn't there. Uh-huh. But I, I, I don't remember. Hmm. Like I don't remember how I watched the, the game. Bradbury play. You can't close your eyes and tell you where you were. No, it's just nuts. I was wow. mid-bite of buffalo chicken dip. I can tell you what I was eating during that play. I was in a very special Delta Club at the airport in Las right. Vegas, Nevada. I actually watched the Super Bowl from an airport club. One of my great experiences of all time, if I'm being honest. <laughs> we'll get to your calls, because I do think a lot of people agree with me. Like, yeah, we love football, but the football season really ended a week and a half ago. Let's go to Steve in Staten Island. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good, man. What's up? Well, I, I, Evan, look, I agree with you. 100%. Thank you. I mean, you. the season is over. I actually say the last great weekend is division weekend. The first two weekends of the playoffs are awesome. Mm. Then, you know, it's kind of a little sad championship weekend, but Super Bowl is about everything but the game. And I, look, it's got to be different for people who have their team in the Super Bowl, something you and I don't know about. <laughs> but, you know, you know what Sunday is for me? Sunday is an excuse to eat a little bit bad and pay attention to the 25 boxes that I have and the numbers that might come out. But I am watching it with people I don't want to watch it with all the time, especially that older lady who doesn't really pay attention to football and is wearing, you know, like a Penn State sweatshirt talking about how good-looking Joe Montana was. No way. No now, way. Steve, it's Steve, over. Steve, uh, very quickly, Sean Morash claims you should you have your own freedom. Why are you ending up watching the Super Bowl with these said people? Yeah, I don't know, because it doesn't work that way. Like you said, there's Thank you. people make plans. You know, you're, 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 I, I say this. A lot of people, like my wife, who's not a tremendous sports fan, she's actually waiting for me to tell her what we're doing. <laughs> Steve, why don't you just do what you did for Championship Sunday and then include your wife with it? It, it, you know what? It's not that easy. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I, I, good for you that you don't have the complexity that a lot of us Thank have. you. Thank <laughs> you, Steve. Sean, you're wow. taking your setup, which look, I have a good setup too. I, I acknowledge that. And I, but I also acknowledge that my setup is abnormal. Like if I'm going to tonight's Nets game, I acknowledge it's abnormal that I'm able to go to basketball games on a Tuesday night. Can you at least acknowledge that you just saying, I don't have to watch it with Bertha. Right. Not my problem. No, no. That that's I mean, normal. How, how intricate are the plans? By the way, I remembered what I was doing last year. <laughs> I remembered because I forgot, if that makes sense. But do you have to set up plans? <laughs> 
like just for the Super Bowl? It, does everybody do that? Like, does everybody have a Super Bowl plan, or is just kind of? Hey, you know, I'm, you're, you've always come over, so you're coming That's over. That's exactly what we do, and it just becomes, what are we just doing food-wise? Because sometimes we'll order pizza, whatever, and we figure that out. But whoever watched football with us, whoever watched Giants-Eagles with me in Week 18 is with me on Super but Bowl But Steve Sunday. represents a lot of people whose wife doesn't care about sports, Ooh. but it's Super Bowl time. Hey, we're going to hang out with some maybe family members or neighbors or friends because it's an excuse to do something together. And that excuse to do something together, I understand why she wants to do it. I understand why some people want to do it, but it sucks for us. Look, and just because you this. don't have no. it doesn't mean it doesn't and exist. I want you, and I'm, this is like actually like a life conversation. We've all been there. Think about how many dumb arguments we've gotten with our loved ones over nonsense over the years. They don't mean anything two hours later you say something stupid. This is one worth fighting for. <laughs> Look at your, you know what I mean? Instead of arguing over how much you ordered on Amazon or this, that, the other thing, this is the day. Honey, I've watched football all year. I don't want to do that anymore because when I go there, I'm distracted. It's my last chance to watch a real football game. Have that argument. Fight for something worth fighting for. Okay. <laughs> I'll write that down. That was very inspirational. Freddie's in Springfield, New Jersey. What's up, Freddie? Evan, I agree with you 0%. What? Zero <laughs> percent. I mean, how can you report sports every day? Yeah. I mean, I, I sit at home just watching, just go to work, come home, watch these games. I'll watch bowling if I have to. I mean, how could you not enjoy the Super Bowl? You must not like football, number one. Number, because no, I know no, no. I enjoy football. The problem is it's about everything but football. Like, you got but it twisted. the game itself is the same. Is it, though? The is 35 itself. minutes at halftime really the same okay, to you? so big deal. So it's 15 minutes longer than usual. Big deal. That doesn't change the, uh, the, the, the first quarter to the end of the fourth Look, quarter. Look, the actual the game. game. Freddie, Freddie, here, I'll give you this. If you watched just the football game, if you DVR'd it and you skipped everything else out, yes, it's regular football. I acknowledge that. And that part I'll enjoy. But everything else can't be ignored. Who you're watching it with, it can't be ignored. The two-week wait can't be ignored. Everything about the game that's not related to the game can't be ignored. Like, let's not leave that part out. I love football. So that's the difference, Freddie. You say you must not love football. No, no, no. I love <laughs> football. Don't wrap yourself in the football flag to accuse those that think the Super Bowl is really the end of the season, basically, as not football fans. I don't like that, Tiggy. Well, no, I mean, I don't like that. There are a lot of non-football fans that just hang out and watch. And, and it's because they want to be part of a cultural movement. I think that's what it comes down to. The Super Bowl unlike the football that is the regular season, is a cultural event. Yeah. They right? want to go to the office the next day and go, did you see the right. M&M's commercial? Right. Did you did you see XYZ? Or did you see Snoop and Dre uh, perform? And what was 50, what is 50 doing hanging upside down? Like, <laughs> like that's what they that's what they want to talk about. So it's a cultural event. It's like watching the Grammys or watching, you know, some other must-see event. The Oscar, I guess the Oscars are less than I don't think now. anything counts as that because <laughs> nothing even comes close to the TV rating the Bulls going to get. No, you're right. By the way, here's why I didn't remember where I was last year. Yeah. Because I was in Los Angeles for Super Bowl festivities, but then I left. Ah. And I went to Las Vegas. So was I. And I was in the Superbook at the Wingate Hotel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and it, me and 400 other people were getting hammered. Yeah, i I was with my twin brother. Now, you guys haven't hung out with my twin brother. No, we have not, no. But my twin brother can put him down. Bad or tiki. <laughs> yes. He is bad tiki times 100. So Rondé was just completely bleep-faced, 
As were you. We all were. And in fact, there was a kid, there was a kid, and I wish I could remember his name. It was his 21st birthday. And for whatever reason, he came over, started chatting with us. Ronnie was like, I'm going to buy you a drink every time something happens. This kid was hammered. You know what? Your, <laughs> That's cool. It was awesome for Your him. Your description of watching a Super Bowl, which I had the chance to do, we didn't do it, but I think a lot of it had to do with the flight and whatnot. Right. I was heading back. But the idea of watching the Super Bowl at a sports book, where everybody's into the game. Now, maybe they're into the game because they bet on it. They usually are. That's a good point. But that's an electric atmosphere. That's like being at the stadium. Dude, you should have seen halftime. Halftime was like a party. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. Because you got these massive screens. I mean, there's like these humongous screens. And the the halftime show was pumping through the audience. It was like a club. It was actually really cool. I'm surprised I forgot it. I don't know. I was so drunk. I don't know. I don't know if the Giants did it when they were there, but it's a great idea, and I've seen teams do it before. If the Giants are in the Super Bowl, dare I say the Jets in the Super Bowl, but we know that's like a figment of our imagination. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if they opened up the stadium, put the game on the big screen, I don't, and you had 30,000 people in there just I don't know watching if they're the game? allowed to. What do you mean because, not allowed to? think about that. Why wouldn't every team do that? Yeah, there might be some kind of NFL right. that like, takes away from the ratings. I think it would. It definitely would take away from the. Yeah, but I've seen other sports do that. Yeah, like other I've sports seen... are different. The NFL has such a restriction on the big game. Yeah, but the other sports need the rating hell of a lot more than well, five any months. other sports ain't sitting eighty thousand in their stadium either. Yeah, I, I mean, just think of it. if there was if if the if the Arrowhead Stadium was opened. It would be packed, obviously. Yeah, I, even if it's freezing outside, I, I was thinking about would go do it because it's just unique. I was thinking about that recently. As like my team got to a championship and I couldn't be there. Now, ideally, I'd be there. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to be with your brethren? It's the exact opposite of a Super Bowl party where you're with people that don't give a rat's ass about football. Yeah, in this case, you'd actually be side by yeah, side. But what are you gonna do? You're gonna watch it on the screen? Yeah. Well, what are you doing at home? I guess you. I mean, what are you doing at home? You're I watching think, it on a screen. I think you would have to do something special, like get like a. A massive four-sided, uh, like structure that had TVs on all four sides. Stick it in the middle of the field. You know that's what I mean? Fine, that's fine. Who wants that long a walk to a bathroom? Too? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we go to sporting? But events, it's like a, it's like it's like the actual sporting. That's event. my just, point. Like, and we, and now you're at home, right? You're in your home stadium, right? Like when we go to sporting events, that's yeah, a great idea. Thank you. I don't, when you if, I don't know if it's allowed, but it's a great idea. I mean, every other sport does it. When you go to an actual sporting event, you gotta go to the bathroom. I mean, it's the same thing. No, I know, but you feel like you're more a part of it. I don't know. I think what we've learned today is Sean's a fraud sports fan. Mm. Let's go to Bill in Brooklyn. What's up, Bill? What's going on, gentlemen? Good afternoon. What's up? What's up, man? I want to hit Sean with a dash reality of Super Bowl parties and being around people you don't want to be around. (laughs) I got to fly to a sales conference Sunday to Wednesday. I got to be around 1,000 people while watching the Super Bowl that work for my company. Mm. Mm. No, no, you don't. Can't you just can't you just like Irish exit? No, no, no. I mean, it's, I mean, that's not a good look. But I got my boxes, my I mean, vest. Just do it. So Bill, Bill, have you, you heard do? of the flu? You say you say hello to the people you need to say hello to, so they know that you're there, and then you peace out, bro. Like I'm out. Go find somewhere else for the watch. I don't think you it. You know, I, I gotta tell you, I gotta defend Bill. Bill lives in the real world, and in the real world, you can't pull crap like that. I do it all the time. Yeah, but you're not in the real world. You're Tiki Barber. You can get away with the real world. You can get away with stuff Bill in Brooklyn can't get away with. He can't just peace out on that party. 
Like, what if his boss walks by and says, where's Bill? Well, he said hello to his boss. Yeah, and that then, was two and a half hours okay, ago. Okay, but it's a thousand people. It's easy to get lost amongst a thousand people. What? Am I right? Dude, and what kind of crooked company are you working for that one of the mandates <laughs> is every year on Super Bowl Sunday, you have to be with a thousand co-workers <laughs> on some retreat? What? You guys are attacking that part of it, but understand where he's coming from. That's not a great spot to watch a football game. Mm-hmm. It's not. So you get the flu. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, so what are you doing? Watching the game or this are you socializing? And Bill's probably the first one on that first day of March Madness to bang out of work. <laughs> Do the same thing for the Super Bowl, bro. Let's go to Wayne on Long Island. How you doing, Wayne? What's up, Wayne? Hey, how are you guys? We're good. good. So I just wanted to say, I had, a, I had a buddy for years. Didn't have the Super Bowl party. He used to do the, the championship game day party. Ah. And it was so much better. We had his house all day, two games. Uh, and it's real football, like, yes. like you're saying, Evan. This, this I, I'm a Bills fan, so it's like I'm, I, I, I am sick of the Chiefs so bad. I, uh, <laughs> How long so, are you a Bills but, uh, fan? But, you, are you no, back, you guys to, are right. back to the a 80s? football game? You're back this, to the this, 80s Bills. It's ridiculous. It, uh, it's like you don't even get excited for it unless your team was in it. Yeah, you know? that's right. And his Super Bowls as a Bills fan were always a championship well, I was, game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know what that experience is right. like. If it, if the Jets were in the Super Bowl, how would I feel about it? I don't know. I mean, that's it's such a hypothetical. Like, maybe I'd love the week. Maybe I'd relax mm. for a week and a half. Or maybe I would be stressed out immediately like I was when the Mets got to the World Series in 2000 yeah. or 2015. So if, if we were having this conversation in Kansas City, they'd be like, shut up. Super Bowls are the best thing in the world. Well, it's old hat for them. Right. Because I mean, it's all that. If you're having this discussion in, in New England, what are you talking about? Super Bowl's the best day on the planet. Championship right? Sunday parties I, are probably the best idea because if I had a championship Sunday party and invited everybody I knew, the only people that would come are real football fans. Mm. Like, think about that, Sean. If you only invited, okay. if you invited everybody you knew, hey, we're having a championship Sunday party, Bertha ain't coming to that party. We're in the commercials. She ain't coming. <laughs> I don't understand. When Bertha calls and asks what you're doing for the Super Bowl, I'm not doing anything. I'm staying home. We're not doing anything this year. So you lied to her. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I love Danielle's grandmother. She's on the verge of 90. She watched the game with us a couple of years ago. Yeah. She asked me what the score was seven times. Okay. We put her in another room. <laughs> that was the end of it. We haven't seen grandma back in another Super Bowl party. It just is what you do, man. That's it. You put your foot down. Watch the game with who you want to watch the game with. That's not real world, dude. I'm it sorry. Is That's the not real how world. it works. You don't just the stick, real world. You don't is stick the world you grandma create. in a closet, basically, which is what you just no, said. You put her in a home. That's fine. <laughs> you totally put out normal. one order in another room for grandma, and it's the end of it. Let's go to Mike in St. Clouds. What's up, Mike? I'm good, guys. Uh, I'm listening to you guys. I listened to you from Connecticut down to Florida. Nice. And, Evan, sometimes I wonder what your life is like when you said the season ended after the playoffs. And I'm thinking, not really. Ask Tiki. Would he rather lost in the playoffs? Or played in that Super Bowl. Well, that, that, that's a, that's I mean, an unfair question. Of course, he'd rather be in the Super Bowl. I tend well, to forget that's, that. But Super the season Bowl. doesn't end there. <laughs> All these guys that are calling says, you know, Sunday football is going to suck because it's Super Bowl. Every one of them are going to be watching that game, screaming at the TV, drinking beer, just like they would. I, I, I don't, so, see, that's the thing, Mike. I don't know if it's screaming at the TV when you watch the Super Bowl. I think it's more passive watching, unless you have, unless you're gambling on it. Which a lot of people do. Which a lot of people do, like, admittedly. I mean, I don't. But, like, so when I'm watching it, it's more, I feel like I'm watching an event, not watching the Super You know what? It's just, it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but. It's different, obviously, as a player. So his, he's right about being a player. Of course you want the, to play in the Super Bowl. The thing I don't like, what Mike just said, and I've heard this a lot, is this idea of if you're watching it, that means you're wrong. 
Like, no, of course I'm going to watch. It's a it's a debate I had. I mentioned this recently with uh, Christopher Russo a few years ago where we argued about the expanded playoffs in baseball. And I don't like it. He liked it. And then he says to me, are you going to watch it? And I'm like, well, of course I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's the playoffs. Well, then you can't complain about it. That's not how it works. <laughs> like, you can watch something and still complain about it. You can enjoy that game and still say the reality about it. All at the same time, it's not a contradiction to say, of course I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Of course I'm going to be locked in. Of course I'm even going to write down the commercials. But it's not real football. Like, those two things can be true. Well, I mean, it's real football. It yeah. just feels disconnected from the but, from the football. By the way, not only real football, if you were to, like, poll the audience or think about yourself, hey, what are the ten greatest, you know, football moments of all time? Most of them are going to be from Super Bowls, and you're going to have been on the couch going, oh, my God, I can't believe what just happened. So don't tell me you don't watch football the same way. Kendrick is in suffering. How are you, Kendrick? Gentlemen, I got to get in on this conversation with the parties and everything like that. Uh, I'm around your age. I'm 36. I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. The move is, just like any other Sunday, you party before the game, and when you get into the stadium, you sit down and you watch the game. Have the party at 1.30, tell everyone to get out by 5, and you, you, you do everything. So That's a great be my idea, buddy. dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the party has to happen during the game when it's crazy. Everyone Holy gets cow. there early for a tailgate. So uh, we started this tradition when my son was three, a few of my buddies, uh, we said, let's get the wives together. The kids get tired by 4.30. You know, bedtime's no issue, and away you go. That's tough. I mean, and, <laughs> and quite frankly, uh, Evan, if I could while I have you, yeah. I'm trying to get on this week. Yeah. You're kind of looking like uh, like Simba when he came back to take over the throne from Scar. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you got yourself a Timon and Pumbaa over there, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it, actually. Can you explain that to Timon me? Timon and Pumbaa. Have you seen The Lion King? I have. I just don't know the characters' names. Yeah. Spoiler alert on right. Pumbaa. The moon cra- the, the meek, the meek rat. What is it called? Uh, Meerkat. And, uh, and, yeah, but is he? Tiki, yeah. We got a bad Tiki to take on uh, Rafiki's role here. But you're like <laughs> Mufasa. You're like, you're like the, the logical emperor here who has control. Evan's a young guy who, over the years, has come back. He's grown this beard. He looks like an old man now. Yeah, and, nice. uh and uh, Sean, Sean, and uh, Lugie over there, Pumbaa and Timon. You know what that means? I'm the I'm the heel. You are the heel, I guess. Heel. So Mufasa. Is, you, say it again. You got to explain this to me. Wait a second. So is is he making fun of my beard? Is yes. that the end game of this? Yeah. So no, okay. he's making so fun of your beard, and he's, making, and he's making fun of the skinny, uh, hefty. Yeah, the skinny. We look like the number ten. We're Timon and Pumbaa. Gotcha, gotcha. You left as the young Simba, cleanly shaven, and everything. Now you have the big lions, whatever you call Main. it, mane. Yeah. You come back, and now you're the old Simba, ready to take on and take back yes. the kingdom. Uh, you and know I'm, what? I'm, and now Mufasa. I like the Mufasa thing. Mufasa. I'm ready to shave this freaking beard off. That's what I'm at. I mean, this morning I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, who the hell is that? (laughs) Like, I look like this ginger Santa Claus. It just, it doesn't make sense. And then I slicked my hair back. Like, I was going like, all right, I'm going to try a new hairdo today. I I could tell it didn't work. It didn't work, (laughs) so I went to a beanie. I'm wearing, a, like, a winter hat beanie. Ev, right now, with that beard and beanie, looks like everybody who sold us marijuana outside the handball courts at West Babylon Junior High School. Totally. The truth is, I'm in this position now where anytime I just don't like what's going on with the hair, I give up and I put a hat on. That's, what, that's where I'm at. Well, luckily, you have a job where you can do that. Well, I mean, we are on TV for two hours, so people okay. have to look at me. And but then... it's, it's still cool. 
Is it cool? Do I look cool right now wearing a beanie and my long beard? Only because of your beard. If you didn't have the beard, just a beanie, if you had a bad hair day and you were clean shaven, you'd look kind of foolish. Oh, okay. So I look better because... So the beard allows me... The beard allows you to go beanie and look badass. That's the first time I've seen a benefit to this beard. There it is. Like, wow, I can get away with just putting the beard on. Benjamin is in Muncie. How are you, Benjamin? You're on the fan. I'm doing well. First off, I have to thank Tiki, because my first two years as being a football fan, I followed the Jets, I followed the Giants. I followed Chad Pennington, I followed Eli Mang. But there were some people, Tiki and Michael Sam as well, that pulled me to the Giants. There guys, it is. Thank God. You can be converted. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a Mets fan as well, so <laughs> all that anguish allowed me to have some happiness with the Giants. <laughs> Good so, for you. You and Loogie, I love it. <laughs> Good for you, What's man. up, Ben? I, I have to agree with Marash in the sense that Super Bowl weekend, yes, there's the pomp, there's the circumstance, but the Super Bowl is where, as Evan, you will appreciate this, where you finish the story. Yeah, well, sometimes yeah. you don't finish the story. Sometimes it gets pushed we back. We won't go into that because of circumstances, but it's where you do. The Super Bowl is where, you know, it's the ultimate game, where you have some of that ultimate finality of what the game is. Yeah. The championship games are great, but yeah. you need the Super Bowl. And also, when it comes to, you know, the people you have in your party, I tell you this, in 07, when I, watched, I was, what, nine years old when I watched the Giants, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was very sick. So I fell asleep in the, you know, in during halftime wow. show and missed the entire second half. Oh. But but my father, who absolutely has the only sport he will ever watch really is NASCAR, doesn't follow anything else. He sat on the couch and for that first half, him and I talked, you know, he would ask, oh, what's going here, whatever, you know. So you can think I've had that, you know, commingling. Ben, Benjamin, Benjamin, I, I have to ask you a question. I'm sort of afraid to ask it, but I need to ask this question for clarity. So... You're nine years old. It's the Super Bowl. You were sick and you fell asleep. When you say sick, please don't tell me no, it was something. No, nothing crazy bad. No. I, okay. had a couple, uh, yeah. I, had well, I mean, he's still here, so I could have been really well, bad. I, I was nine years old. I thought okay. I was dying. You know? okay. it was, and it was the Super Bowl. I said it was the worst thing. I woke up the next morning to my mother telling me, oh, by the way, the Giants. So I go, oh, cool. Oh, and by the way, you probably missed the best ever uh, Super Bowl or wow. football moment in the world. It's a David, David Tyree. Uh, yeah. catch. No, oh, by right. the way. Yeah, my mother is a Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. so you got to really stick it to her there. I uh, <laughs> I was just envisioning like making fun of him falling asleep and him saying, oh, "You're making fun of I had childhood, you know, whatever, something oh, horrible." <laughs> now, yes, he's around. That's yes. good, but doesn't make it less, you know, yes. awkward if he had something serious. I'm gonna go back to what Sean said. What's your cinco today? My cinco. You're getting today. him to spoil his cinco at two fifty three. It is the five worst people to watch the Super Bowl with. Well, I was, Number five. Five best Super Bowl moments of your lifetime. Well, that could be tomorrow's. We're going Super Bowl themed all year. There you go. Spoiler Friday is going to be food related. When you said that, it made me start thinking about all right, what's memorable from a, I mean, non personal, like non that I had. Like, what's memorable from a regular season that's historic and. In NFL history, very few things. It's very few things. But when I think about the Super Bowl, there's a ton of things. Isn't that all sports though? Like if I said to you, most memorable thing no, from Aaron the Jones NBA, hit 62 home runs in regular season. That's not even top ten though. It really isn't compared to the Yankees winning championships and big October moments. Not even top ten.
I don't know. I don't know. Really? But that's But that's why you can't say that the season ended on Championship Sunday. Because in the end, when you sit down and you think about the great moments in history, they all happen on this day we're about to walk. We'll right. take more of your calls at 877-337-6666. And a huge debate that we will try to settle next from media night last night. There was a media night. There were a lot of players and coaches talking to media members and fans And there's a big controversy we need to address and figure out. And that is, was Kyle Shanahan wasted? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan and Tiki on the family got a big uh, Morash Giants conspiracy theory he'll lay out coming up in the next hour. But last night, I give the NFL credit, Tiki. They've got this media night. I think they call it like opening night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where they packed the stadium with, like, fans, legitimate fans, buy tickets for this. And members of the Chiefs and the Niners and coaches are interviewed. They're interviewed by an NFL Network person. They're interviewed by a lot of just reporters who are there. And they've turned Media Day into an event. And so I sifted through a lot of it because I was like, I'm curious what's that. I'm curious if there's anything interesting. And the number one thing that I thought was fascinating was the question about Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Because he sure sounded drunk to me. (laughs) Now, I'm not judging because Kyle Shanahan, it's Monday night. You got a lot of time before Sunday. And you're not really working. You're just talking to the media. And half the questions are stupid. This is not a practice day. That's right. So they're not really working. They're just kind of hanging. So I want to be clear. They're being ushered around in, in buses. And they have tons of media obligations starting at whatever, 8 in the morning, 10 in the morning, and they go to like 6 at night, right? 8 at night, or whatever the heck it is. So if you took a nip or something, I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you all. In fact, I, I admit that when we listen to this clip, maybe I'm just rooting for Kyle Shanahan to be drunk. It's like, <laughs> cool, like, great, I got no problem with right. that. Because that's what I would do. I've had to do interviews <laughs> for 16 hours a day. <laughs> so how is your drunk radar? Do you have a good one, Teak? Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Kyle Shanahan being asked about Brock Purdy. And you'll hear his answer. And listen to how he sounds. He sounded like he's a few sheets to the wind. Well, it's it's, it's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when owner comes in after training camp practices and it's like, 
hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. And you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say, because in his few reps, he was hmm. the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he only got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. <laughs> and he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best, but... That's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day, and it was the exact same way in the games. Drunk mm-hmm. or not drunk? Not drunk. Really? Yeah. Oh, drunk. I think he's wasted. I listened to every word. When yeah, but he was kind of no, slurring. Okay. He was he like, slur- that's, 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 that's muscle fatigue. He's I'm, tired I'm being of ta- serious. He's tired of talking. No, so your jaw, your your mouth, your mouth has muscles in it. And if you, I'm serious. And if you talk for too long, yeah. you, you it, it's just like if you did bicep curls for too long. Eventually, they just wear out. Mm. You get muscle fatigue. Now you still have to talk, but you just you can't like form your. <laughs> I'm being dead honest here. Can you can't it. form your mouth the right way, and so you slur. So well, I was I wasn't even listening to like how he was what he was saying. I was, I was waiting for him to miss say a word. Like, he didn't miss say any word. No, but he did two things that I normally associate with myself being drunk. Right. He was sort of slurring, but you've already given the answer. It's muscle fatigue. Yeah. And then the way his like he had the drunk tone. Yeah. Like, he had that tone. Like the, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's already told that story like sixteen thousand times. So he's got muscle fatigue from storytelling as well. well. He's just kind of like over it. <laughs> you could tell. You could tell. All I don't, right, I, don't, so, I don't think he was drunk. So you say not drunk. I think not drunk. Lugie, was he drunk? No, I'm with Tiki. It sounded like muscle fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> you never heard of muscle fatigue? <laughs> no, I, it almost sounded like he may, maybe took something almost, like a, just a relaxer or something. He was just mm. talking very slowly, but yeah. not drunk. Yeah. Sean? I think he was wasted. Yeah. Uh, the way he said the number two is the word I pointed to. I, did too. Like, I have definitely been there. And by the way, understandably, maybe he just needed to calm the nerves and the jitters before, but I took a little flask, and then it hit him. I, I, maybe he had a vape like Mike, Mike uh, Daniel did. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Hitting the pen. Right, yeah, there's the pen. nothing wrong if he did that. I mean, what are your responsibilities on Super Bowl Monday? By the way, you're not obligated to not be drunk. That's true. There's no rule that says you can't right. be drunk. I kinda, I'm trying to remember, like, what did we do? For, for that Super Bowl. Cause that well, is media most... day was also very, very different back then yeah. because they didn't make it this primetime event. No. It, it was this Tuesday at 10 a.m. I played Super Right, it was earlier. Event. Right, it was earlier in the day. I remember getting out of bed and having to go and sit in one of those little booths. Yeah. And 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 sit and answer questions from people for hours. It was it was maddening. Um, Look at you anti-media over there. No, it's not anti-media. Maddening. These questions were so but, dumb. But, you'd, just... but the problem is you've already answered them. Like you've answered all of those questions. Think about this. The Super Bowl is a week. This championship game was a week and a half ago. Right. Like, all of these questions have been asked and answered at least eight times. Right. And then then you get the official media day, and now you have the official answer to the same questions that you were asked 
eight times three and weeks And then you get muscle ago. fatigue and you sound drunk when you're not drunk, according yes, to especially if you're the head coach. Yeah. The other thing and especially I, if you're drinking. <laughs> which you may have been, and that's okay. The other thing that I don't know if I should be surprised, but I was, was that the crowd itself was incredibly pro-San Francisco 49er. Hmm. And I'll give you this clip. This is of Travis Kelsey. You got this, Luke? Travis Kelsey's being interviewed. And listen to the crowd. It's almost like The Rock showed up and all the We Want Cody people were offended. Like, listen to this crowd at Travis Kelsey. Oh, baby. <laughs> Woo! I love the booze, man. I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners game. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> I love the booze, man. I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. Do you think this is anything related to who he's dating? No, I because every chief got it. Andy Reid got it. Pat Mahomes oh, okay. got it. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's more of a heel because of who he's dating. Like, he because there's more attention around him. But the Kansas City Chiefs, when they were announced, were booed like that. And by the way, that boo that you just heard, that's not 30%. That is 97% booze. So I had a couple of thoughts to try to figure this thing out. Number one, the proximity that Las Vegas to San Francisco. But then you got to get on a plane. It's not the one's driving right. from it's, San Francisco to Vegas. It's also not that much farther from Kansas City, is it? Well, no, it's further than Kansas. Come on. I mean, it's probably, but is it that far? Well, it, in the context that you got to Missouri get on, is not like on the East Coast. Yeah, but it's <laughs> halfway across the country. Is it? Yes. I've driven there, trust me. <laughs> I drove I drove to uh not Kansas City, I drove to St. Louis. So I didn't quite get to Kansas City, but wow. I drove to St. Louis. If you were driving Kansas City to Vegas, nineteen hours, San Francisco to Vegas, eight and a half hours. Yeah, it's not even close. But my point but, is Okay, it's it's either way, it's a flight it's a, a plane ride. No, that's a point. So I'm not like a it's not like a significantly challenging play ride. No, no, but that was the point I'm making that I thought, hey, they're close. But then when you really think about it, you're only getting on a plane. Like right. you're not, most people are not driving eight and a half hours. I would do it. Most people wouldn't. So, okay, is it the proximity? Hmm. That's number one. Number two, is it the city not liking the Chiefs because they're division rivals? No, it's socioeconomic, but keep going. What do you mean social? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It means he just threw it out there. Like, what does that mean? So, if you are forty, San Francisco is very affluent. Oh, and I got now. I get if it. you're going to travel to the Super Bowl, you can probably take almost the whole week. Kansas City's kind of blue collar. Gotcha. So, if you're gonna go, you're probably going Friday, Saturday. So, you think Sunday. the Chief fan shows up? They're just not there yet. They're just not there yet. Oh. Interesting. Also, I don't even think that this would be my guess. I don't think this has as much to do with traveling from San Francisco to Kansas City. We're talking about one of like the three fan bases represented the most throughout the country is the 49ers, not the Chiefs. They're with the Cowboys and no, Steelers you're right. right up there. Where no, there's absolutely there's right. probably you could make the case there might be more Cowboys, Steelers, and 49 fans that already live in Nevada than yeah, random. You're fans. not going to get random Kansas City fans in wherever so Las Vegas I, or. I disagree with you for two reasons. New York or whatever. I have two pieces of evidence I'd like to present to the table on why you guys are wrong. Number one, I was at Disney World this weekend. Have I told you that? Yes, you did. Yes. One thing I have this weird obsession with is like noticing sports jerseys that are being worn. Mm -hmm. Just jumps out at me. So the most popular sports jerseys I saw while at Epcot Center, I hand this to you, Tiki, soccer jerseys. True story. Of course. Okay? Told you. International. Disney's very international. Mm -hmm. Not a surprise. The second most popular. E was it EPL? Bundesliga? I, I have no idea. 
Is it kind of the difference? I saw, I saw soccer jerseys. Liga Mexico. And they have in all different <laughs> leagues, all different players. I have no idea. The second most popular jersey, Kansas City Chief jerseys. Dude, I saw well, Chief jerseys. Adults or kids? Kids and adults. Both. Right. Didn't matter. But think about that. Why? Because the Kansas City Chiefs are, they're the current dynasty. 100%. So if you're a kid and you're not necessarily tied to your local team mm-hmm. or you don't have one, because most of the country doesn't have a local team, right, when we think about it. Yeah. So if you're a f- kid and you're watching football with your dad, right, right. you're going to like the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree, but you guys just said the Niners are more popular no. around the country. It's not what you guys just no, said. No, no, but, 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 but that kid doesn't have any affluence. Right. That kid, There's no disposable income coming to that kid's bank account unless in, he's an influencer. In 20 years from now? <laughs> he's on TikTok. 20 yeah, exactly. years from now at a non-Chiefs or something like that, that'll right. be the Chief fan booing at media. Uh, yeah, right. but the 49ers fandom goes back decades. I agree, right. but here's my second part that you guys But can't. I also think it's I think it's socioeconomic. Okay, no, Ultimately, I, I think that's going to be my... That would be my guess. I think that's I a, to give an answer. I think that's a really good answer, by the way. I think you may ultimately be right, but here's my second thing that you guys can't deny. Remember NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions? Remember that game? Yeah. Remember all about that? Yeah. Now, we all talked about Dan Campbell, but yeah. do you remember the crowd breakdown? Dude, they were 30% Lion fans. So as popular as the San Francisco 49ers are, their building was infiltrated by blue-collar right. Detroit Lion fans. But that the Lions have are desperate for that moment. They, they, they have been waiting for this for... I agree. What? 50 years? No, no, a long, years. long time. I completely agree. So I I can and see that. And and let's also not forget that SoFi is, not SoFi. Levi. Levi. Yep. Levi, it's a pain in the butt to get to. So I know that the 49er fans are loyal and they're, they're it's, I don't know. I, I could easily be convinced if I was a 49er season ticket holder to sell my tickets and watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, no, it's, I just, it's a hype. Well, you're also leaving sporting events tied with three minutes to go. So, <laughs> well, and also regular season basketball. His socioeconomic regular season point, basketball. Go ahead. If you're a chief fan that had the funds to go to a Super Bowl, you might be kind of tapped out by now. <laughs> no, I mean there, there <laughs> may be there may be truth to that right. because I've always said as a Jet fan I would drop like ten grand to go see my team in the Super Bowl. Like I'd be willing to spend that amount of money if yeah, they ever got. But if there. they go three times in five years, I couldn't afford that. Right. Like, that fan doesn't pay that right. well. Like, right. I could maybe do it once, but I do understand that. I am curious, though, by the time we get to Sunday, if they, that crowd breakdown changes. Went. They nope. just went. Right. And the Niners, so, to a degree, too. And, and keep Niners. in mind where the Super Bowl is, Vegas. There are yeah. plenty of ways to spend your money out right. in Vegas, unlike a Tampa, maybe, or yeah. something. Yeah. But the Chiefs know. just went. Two years prior to that, they went. The year prior to that, they went. Mm. So, three of the last four, they've been. So do you expect come Super Bowl Four Sunday? the last five, including this one. No, I get it. They're, they're a burgeoning dynasty. Do you expect that this Sunday it's going to be 90-10? Because, dude, media night was like 95-5. It was like going to a New Jersey Nets-Knicks game in 2010. Trust I think me. It's, I think it's going to be heavy, heavy 49ers. It's going to be heavy Niners. Because you think about when was the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl? 1994. Yeah, they the destroyed the Chargers. Ninety five. I'm sorry, ninety five. It's ninety four season. You're 94 right. Ninety four season. Yeah, right. Ninety five Super Bowl. They destroyed the Chargers that day. Stan yeah. Humphreys and whatnot. Right. But they've lost since. Like they lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, mm-hmm. no, even before that, they lost the. When I think of Ravens Niners in 2012, all I think about is the blackout. So I call that the blackout Super Bowl. Yeah. Then they lost the Jimmy Garoppolo Super Bowl because he missed the pass. Right. And then this year they're going to lose again. They're big losers. By the way, they're the only franchise that I think has sent one, two, three, five different quarterbacks to the Super Bowl. Starting quarterbacks. 
Five. And, and they have the third youngest now. And they got the third youngest now. Think about that. They've had, they've sent five different. I don't think a franchise has sent more than three, if you really break it down. But the Niners sent Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. They sent Steve Young. Yep. They sent Colin Kaepernick. Right. They sent Jimmy Garoppolo. And now they sent Brock Purdy. Had a shot in Otua Garcia, too. They had a they shot. Did. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't really have a no, shot that year. Tampa beat the crap out of them. I just wanted to see Tiki react. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a shot at Tiki? I was at that game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's your own freaking team. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, Tiki's no, no, on no, my no, no, current no. The following, following week. I understand so that. But they beat you. Why would you even bring that up? I was because hoping. they went to Tampa and then got beat up. Yeah. I He took the Tampa angle. I was hoping it would lead to Tiki going. And those refs ran right down the tunnel. And I like getting that at Tiki. I'm over that one. What was the crowd breakdown for the Ravens-Giants Super Bowl you were in? Do you remember? Oh, it was all New York. It felt that way, right? Oh, 100%. Because who the hell is a Raven fan in 2000? Well, forget that. Where are the Giant fans retiring to? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was a Giant Super Bowl. Yeah, you got that home field advantage. <laughs> absolutely did. I was it didn't at, matter. I was at the two against the Patriots, and I'll tell you right now, it was like 70-30 Giants. Like, they had the huge... And where, that's amazing uh, to think about. Where was it was it, in where? Arizona, the first one, and then Indianapolis. Indeed. But, Indy was but think about the remember. Arizona one. Because I didn't go to the Indy one. Oh, the, okay, but the first one, the Patriots are going for an undefeated season. Yeah. And we're talking about the city of Boston, right? Yeah. And, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay, because I was in the building. This is my sense all these years later. I thought it was 70-30 Giant fans. That, that was the sense I got being in the building for that game. I, I, it got the vibe 70-30 rooting for the Giants. How many of them were Giant fans? How many of them well, That's all I'm saying. the Pats? Right. All yeah. I'm saying it was a 70-30 in favor of the Giants, which... Yeah, maybe you had the, the casual fan, if you will, who just wants to drop $10,000 to go to a freaking, you know, Super Bowl. They were rooting for the upset, and obviously the Giants provided the upset. We'll get back to your calls. Plus, something Roger Goodell said yesterday that makes absolutely no sense. But let's go to Nick in Huntington. How are you, Nick? Hey, guys. Uh, Evan, I love you, but bad take, man. I mean, the Super Bowl is one of the greatest days in this country. I mean, you know why it doesn't feel real to you? You haven't been there. That's that why it doesn't feel real to I know, you. I know that was coming. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like you want to complain. What's next? The fireworks on 4th of July are too loud? They're overrated too loud. The lights for Christmas are too bright? I mean, they like, do stay up like, too what long. do you want? <laughs> I want it like, to be have... more about the game and not about everything else. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even complaining. I'm not being Scrooge right now. I'm excited. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to have a good time. I'm just calling it like it is. And I, and I knew that was, that shot was coming. I was waiting for it. Mm. What do you know about the Super Bowl? The Patriots also, because just like the Kansas City Chiefs, they were in three of the previous six before the Giants. Yeah, but you know why that doesn't count? In 2007 is unique. You have oh, a chance to have a perfect season. You want to tell me 2011? I'm surprised, I'm surprised by, that break, by that breakdown. Well, I'm waiting for someone from Boston to call up and basically right. yell at me and say, you're remembering what? Because I was, I was there, but I was covering. So I was, like, in the bowels. Like, I was in the, like, So you didn't have room. a sense for how I was? I wasn't, like, in the, in the seats. Like, I was in the media area, which is, it's, like, dos- like it's, it's closed off. Like, you, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't hear, you don't hear anything. I got you. I was so, in the upper deck corner. That's where they put, and I, and by the way, I didn't have seats. It was a media credential, oh. but the media credential for us little folk was just seats in yeah. the stadium, yeah. which I'm very fortunate for. Trust me, I'm not complaining. To be in a building for a Super Bowl is amazing, but you're talking like top corner end zone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? Here's the positive. I'm with the people. Yeah. Yeah. So you're amongst it. That Plaxico touchdown in 42, that's one of the loudest cheers and roars we've heard at a moment. Oh, it was incredibly yeah. loud. You yeah. know what happened when that when that occurred? I'll never forget this. It was 2008. 
I just got my, an iPad for the very first time. <laughs> I was so excited. And I dropped it when Burris scored the touchdown. It and it, sh- it cracked. Oh, oh, that's Big little line in it. Oh, I was so devastated. Yeah, there you go, Evan. What? There you go. No wonder the Super Bowl doesn't feel important to you. You're too busy fixing with an iPad as the Giants are driving to win a Super Bowl to beat an undefeated team. Well, in fairness, I wasn't fixing with it. I was like, this Had- is cool. I've never seen this before. I mean, come <laughs> on. It's the beginning of the tablet world. <laughs> no, I dropped it. I wasn't even using it, to be truthful. Like, I was not sitting there on my tablet at the Super Bowl. I was holding it. And then I dropped it, and it had this huge crack across the front. So when I think of the Giants defeating the Patriots. Yeah, you think of the $150 you had to shell out to fix your screen. I did. I thought of that. <laughs> and I also thought how, like, I have to admit how excited I genuinely was. And I, as a Jet fan, it was very weird. I was so happy right. when you guys won that game that I was celebrating. I don't want to say like it was the Jets because I think I would have cried if it was the Jets. But I was... Right. Up and down. Right. I was high fiving giant fans. I remember we went into the radio booth after, and I gave Carl Banks a hug. Which was so <laughs> random. I was like, "We did it!" And I'm like, "We? What the hell's wrong with me?" He's WFAN. Yeah, but I meant we as like the Giants because I was so anti Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really you. what it was about. And then in Indianapolis, you and you and Joe showed up as Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, we said, turned. Hell with this. Yeah, that was our heel turn. Yeah. 2007. Yeah, you, you guys can't have a dynasty. Forget that. <laughs> you can't have that. Let's go to Dave in Franklin Squares. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, dude? I love watching you play. I love listening to you on the radio. Thank you, dude. Uh, listen, you guys have made a point about the quarterback situation with uh, never having three quarterbacks go to the to the Super Bowl. Well, I think I know San I know San Francisco's done five, and I was like, Barack in my brain, has anyone done four? Like, who's done four? The Giants. Oh, you're going to count Hostetler? I can't count Hostetler. I mean, yeah. that's Phil Simms' thing. Why can't make... you, he, he won a Super Bowl. Why can you not count Jeff Hostetler? He, you know why? No, he did. I don't mean any knock on him. This is my own issue. Because Phil Simms led the Giants to 11 wins that season before he got hurt. It's kind of like Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Yeah. Hear me out on this. Because I know that sounds nuts, and I'm not disrespecting Hostetler, nor am I disrespecting Foles, because they did what they needed to do to win a championship. But they're not there without the 11 True, wins but from Phil Simms and then Carson Wentz. Isn't there a statue of, of Nick Foles? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it went up right away. Carson Wentz right. had to go back and look at it. <laughs> the, the, the statue. Yeah. Is to the guy who was in the arena. Nah, nah, you guys are right. Right? Obviously. It's, you guys so it's right. Foles. Yeah, you're right. Just, and just like, it, just like it is Hostetler. Yeah. Even though, you know, Phil has two Super Bowl rings, it's just like Carson Wentz. Nah, you're right. Like, that, like I don't even know if Carson feels that one. Like, does he feel ownership? Well, I, I heard the story. I don't know if you told it to me or someone else did that after they won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz in the locker room was depressed. Right. Was like sitting there yeah. in the locker by himself, like, oh, God. Yeah. Because he knew the only way that he could get rid of that is to win one himself. Yes. And he never got the chance. Yeah. Now, Hosteller definitely counts. Giants have sent four different quarterbacks to Super Bowl, if we're being fair. I just always like, I think of Foles and I think of Hostetler as, yeah, they did it in the postseason, but that was set up by a starting quarterback who was great before he got hurt. But you're also forgetting Doug Williams. Doug Williams was that. Jay Schrader. Oh, yeah, Washington did it, Jay too. Jay Schrader right. was the starting quarterback so, for most of that season. So, and then Doug and, – and obviously I remember this because I was a Skins fan back then, but it's the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the one I got really became a Washington fan because of that. Mm. And he wasn't the player. He didn't play all year. No, you're right. Neither did Trent Dilfer. The one you lost to the Ravens, he filled in late. Yeah, I forget who the starter Tony was. Tony Banks. Then. Banks, that's right. Tony Banks. That's crazy. Yeah, I think teams have sent maybe four quarterbacks to the Super Bowl, but the the Niners are doing five. Yeah. 
and we'll see if they go 0 for 3 with the last three. You know, with Steve Young and Joe Montana, they got victory. <laughs> with Colin Kaepernick, with Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see about Brock Purdy. Well, uh, you know my stat, right? Your stat? Yes. Like I a mean, stat about Tiki Barber? No, it's a stat that I, it's obvious, but it, people don't think about it. Go ahead. Teams that have won Super Bowls, 80% of them almost, it's probably a little bit less than that, but 80%. close to it, 80% of them have quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's and in the, in the exceptions are the teams that had all time defense, hundred percent. That's why. So, so Jimmy Garoppolo, not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Colin <laughs> Kaepernick, not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Steve Young and and Joe Montana, Hall of Fame quarterback. No, no, you're right. And we we've always talked about that. That's why you're so wrong about what you said yesterday. By the way, about what you just proved yourself to be incorrect, and I appreciate that. Tiki. Well, I, I'm betting on the Giants having an all time defense. <laughs> by, by the way, the reason I bring that up is Tiki was like, you got to build the ass first. They're That's fine right. with Daniel Jones. Right. Don't draft a quarterback. An all-time defense. Well, well oh, wait. if the Niners win the Super Bowl, which they can, they're favorites, obviously. Right. We don't know the answer on that because they don't have an all-time defense. They have no. a good defense. They have an all-time. They do they not have, have an all-time they have, defense. They have a good defense. It's not all-time. It's not all-time. Right. And Brock Purdy is what? And I know we don't know the answer to that yet. Like, I'll admit that. It's almost like when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl with Tom Brady. We right. don't know yet. So, I don't know yet about Brock Purdy. So, so it, but it, where does that it fit It kind of gets broken a little bit, a little bit, because of last year and um, Matt Stafford. Now, there are some that started to say, after he won the Super Bowl, this makes him a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to end up as one, yes. And it's just, it's. I think it might be hard because of the, com- the peer comparison. So when he gets compared to his peers, like his generation of playing football, was he really better or at the same level as Peyton Manning, the same level as all these other guys that are going to be considered? It's it's going to be challenging, but the Super Bowl helps him on his resume. By the way, he's not done either. Like He's still going to play two or three more years. And without him, the Rams don't win that Super Bowl. So who knows? But other than that, it's Tom Brady. It's Pat Mahomes. It's, it's Tom Brady. It's the Nick Foles thing that we yeah. just talked about. It's Tom Brady. It's 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 it's, it's Peyton Manning. It's Tom Brady. Like, I do. You, you go back a you go back a long, long time. You get to Aaron Rodgers too. Right. Right. <laughs> Russell Wilson, but that also was with the defense as well. So the Ravens. It's just it's just it's I, one of those things. The Ravens challenges you as well. Yes. After that, even though that was the end of Ray Lewis, but still. Yeah. Unless you think Joe Flacco's a Hall no. of Famer. Huh? No. He's going to be competing with Daniel Dude, Jones, the starting quarterback, in a few months. There, there are a few percentage points where you can play with a non-Hall of Famer. No, I get you. By the way, I do want to break the tie on if Kyle Shanahan was drunk. I think he was. Sean thinks he was. Lugie says no. Tiki says no. An independent observer, I think, is Ozzie and Woodridge. Ozzie, you heard the clip of Kyle Shanahan. Please break the tie. Was he drunk or was he sober as he was giving that answer at media day? I believe that he was sober giving that answer. Wow. But, but he was drunk during that second half of the Atlanta Patriots. <laughs> uh, you may be right. Right. You may be right. And by the way, Tiki, you guys just recalled it about building a team and building the ass first. Right. The ass first. I would, careful. Careful. I would do the same thing if I was building a woman. (laughs) Thank you for saying the obvious. We knew you were going, Ozzy. More of your calls next. Plus, Roger Goodell last night also had his turn with the media, and he said something about rules that I don't know if I agree with. We'll get to it coming up, plus more from you at 877-337-6666. 
Coming up on Thursday, besides a weekly appearance from Bad Tiki, we will finally find out what Sean's big show decision is. He beat me in pickleball last week. And because of that victory, not only do I not get to shave my beard, which is devastating, but he gets to make some kind of big show decision. Tiki already knows it. He apparently likes it. I'm slightly nervous. That'd be the phrase I'd use. I'm slightly nervous about his big show decision. (laughs) Why? I don't know. You don't trust Sean? I don't trust Sean, but I trust you. Yes. So when you give me that smirk of, I like it, I'm like, all right. Well, I, I mean, some people might not like it, but I Oh, like really? It. So some people may not like this big show decision. I think you'll like it. But you'll think I like it. Yes. I know Sean loves it. Uh, Sean know, loves well, it's his decision. I hope he loves it. <laughs> I take offense to that. You know, you, you you've been working with me just as long as you've been working with Tiki. You trust him? You don't trust me? Why don't you trust me? <laughs> all right. I'm going to test you right now. We'll see how much I trust you. Okay. I asked Sean to do something before the show. Let's see if he did it. Mm. I did. Because I I did not hear this, but apparently this morning, Mark Chernoff was on with Boomer and Geo and was talking about who the next program director should be and suggested Al Dukes, which I think we all agree with. I think Al would be a great program director. I have sources that have, uh, I can't reveal, that he may have even been offered the job already. Mm. And he already turned it down. So Chernoff's on the right page, knowing Al would be a great candidate. And that the second name Chernoff mentioned as a great program director is Sean Morash. (laughs) Now, do you have the audio of said appearance? I do, including his thoughts if he was a program director on our show. Oh, there you go. Let's hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Chernoff. How about Sean Morash? He's a funny guy. He'll bring some humor into everything. Yeah. um, No. Did you blow that show up? (laughs) No, I haven't called them up. No, no. No, I'm saying, would you blow that show up? No. Oh, it's funny, right? Yeah. Yeah, Evan is great. Kiki, Kiki is fabulous. And Marash, you know, adds a little element of, I'll call it surprise. <laughs> surprise! Surprise! Surprise, I'm here? I now, don't... do you think that he was being serious, that you should be the program director? I do think he was being serious, unless he's really playing me. I had a nice conversation with him after that. Oh, so you followed up with Mark? Yeah, we talked a little bit. What did you say? Him. Like, did you reach out to him and say, hey, Mark, thanks oh, for endorsing nice me? Words. I think you're doing great. Bye, uh-huh. bye, You're doing that. You know, we exchanged some pleasantries, a couple texts back and forth, and I, I love Mark. So you think he, he's literally like, yeah, I think Sean would be a good program director. I definitely got that impression. And to be honest with you, my ego has swelled since this morning. Sean, would you be a good program director? I do, too. We may get asked to approve you. I do. You know why I do? Please give me your elevator pitch, why you'd be a good program director. Because over the last four weeks, I've been molding the young minds at Iona University about sports radio, and I realize as I'm listening to a lot of their homework, I do have the mind of a program director, and I think I'd be pretty damn good at so this. So are you going to throw your hat in the ring? Uh, I, uh, I've discussed it with other people in upper management. My initial gut says no, because I love doing this all with the mic, but now that I think about it, it might be the best thing for all of you. What would be the first thing you'd do? Lugie's like, yes, go, leave. <laughs> if he gets me out of this seat, he's hired. <laughs> What's the first thing you're doing as program director? The first thing I'm doing as program director. That's a great question. Well, I mean, if you, asked you, Evan. you get the job, what's the first thing you're doing? I'm giving Lugie another hour in raising his pay, and wow. we're going to call it you know, more than a bridge show. Uh, he could go through, follow through, you know, Keith will be fine. We'll give him a couple. Maybe we'll cut into the Big Mac hour, but I think Lugie deserves more airtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. May Mac leading hour. off playing center. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so who fills your seat? Oh, when I do this, I'm glad you asked, Kiki. <laughs> you have it all figured out already? Yeah, Lugie would fill my seat, but then with the added role where you're getting a lot of Lugie hour. Now, who would fill Lugie hour's seat? I would hire Pat Boyle today Pat for that job full time. Wow. Now, Can he run the, the board? 
well yep, enough. Yep, yep. And I think he's a good personality to add to the mix. Here's Would the, we like him? I think you'd love Pat. <laughs> oh, Pat's a great guy. Here's the real he question. So as program director, you got to, like, sort of try to tell people what to do. Absolutely. How do you handle telling Boomer Esiason what to do? <laughs> Boomer, you're not going to flex on me. You're not going to stuff me in a locker. This is what needs to be done. If not, I'm sorry. We could have a different talk when your contract ends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Wait, you I'm can't not, fire not, Boomer. He's, he's Boomer. not firing Boomer, but you know what, guys? He's not firing Boomer. He's threatening to fire Boomer. You guys, can't, you know can't, the program director doesn't even have that power. I call, no, I call him in the office politely. You got, Hey, guys, ratings are great. Ratings are killing it. Sorry, not everybody wants to hear about what golf course you're playing at every day, and I take care of it. That's all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he'd be terrible for What if job. he fires you? Who, me? I can't fire me. No, Boomer fires Boomer you. could fire the program director. It's kind of like an athlete firing the coach. Mm. How did Kenny Atkinson oh, get fired, right. Sean? Before that happens, Boomer could have the same fate as Kevin Durant. I'll ship him to Phoenix. He's been there once. He can go back. Uh, oh, you can trade. You're now going to trade. Sure. Oh, excellent. Sure. I'll bring yeah. in somebody from Arizona. Yeah, I love mean, it. He's going to be a terrible program. All right, you fail. <laughs> Architect, don't even think about it. Well, congratulations on being, you know, considered. Thank you. At least by the former program director that you'd be a great program the director. The former program director who once, while I was employed, thought I was still an intern and asked me how the internship was going. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, funny. I didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go to Matt down in Baltimore, Maryland. What's up, Matt? Hey, what, what's up, Evan and Kiki? How what's are you guys doing? Good, Good, man. What's hey, up? I just wanted to say that I have to agree with Sean on the whole take about the Super Bowl. Because to me, watching the Super Bowl every year, it's just great as a pure football fan. But there's also that stat that uh, I, I just was thinking of the other day, where the last 17 quarterbacks that had their first Super Bowl appearance, like Purdy, never made it back. Mm. So when you look at those moments like that, you can always just think of like, you know, Matt Ryan's and golf and like I guess unfortunately, sorry, I'm a Ravens fan. We beat in 2000. Like to right. see those moments one time, that's incredibly important. And I just think, you know, that's why it's fun to watch the Super Bowl. I understand the point of not having teams, and honestly, it's hard for me as a Ravens fan after what happened on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, reason, no. It's, I mean, look, you guys, I think, have a future to get back there. Uh, things got to change with play calling in critical moments, though, because the fact that they abandoned the run. I know it's Todd Munkin's first year as OC down there in Baltimore, but you had one advantage. It was Lamar Jackson, and you neutered him. So, that's just for that's just on the Baltimore Ravens. But to his point about getting there one time, he's right. Oh, dude! Like so many, the one of the greatest quarterbacks in our history, Dan Marino, went to one Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was his second year. It was right? early in his career, eighty four. Yeah, second year, first first whatever. Yeah. It starts your second year. Could one. be Joe Burrow, and that was it. Could be it. Could, could be could Joe Burrow. Burrow. Well, that's why, and I think this goes for all sports, not just the Super Bowl. I, I've certainly kind of lived this as a fan. Mm-hmm. Is that when you are close? You can't take anything for granted. Right. It's why about two weeks ago I was talking about a buddy of mine who's a big Lion fan, and going into the NFC title game, he says to me, we're playing with house money. No, you're not. And I didn't <laughs> want to say it back because this is his week, right. but I said it to you and I say it on the air, you're not playing with house money because you never know. As much as you want to write it down and think, oh, we'll be back. Like, I'll make this real for us here in New York. I just did a rewatch of Game 7 of the 2006 NLCS for mm-hmm. Rico Bronia, the podcast. We all thought, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be back. They didn't sniff it. Yeah. They choked the following year. They lost the pennant race the year after that. And the year after that, they sucked. So you just, no matter how much on paper you think you'll be back, you don't know if you'll be back. No, it's just hard to get there. And every other team has the same feeling and the same opportunity. And all it takes is one bad injury. Well, let me ask you. In the NFL, it's one bad injury. Of course. Injury. 
you lose the Super Bowl, not just you, your team, obviously. Yeah. It's not like you lost it. But you lose the game to the Baltimore Ravens. You're still relatively young. Mm-hmm. Little did we know you had one, two, three, four, like six more years left of your NFL career. Yep. Could have been more if you so choose. Did you think, oh, I'll be back? Like, as you mm-hmm. left, did you think you'll be back, or did you kind of know deep down, I don't know, man. That takes a lot to get here. I remember saying, because I remember answering the questions after the game, and there was like an earthquake somewhere. It happened, And I remember thinking, like, man, life is short. It's nothing, and it was bad. It was like a bad earthquake that, right, right I think it happened right before or right after the Super Bowl. And I was like, man, earth is like, uh, life is short. You never know. Mm. And... And then the one thing I remember being asked about is, well, can you guys get back next year? I'm like, it's, it's you know how long it took to get here? Like, starting in March, you start, you know, squatting and deadlifting and working out again. And then the offseason program starts. And then the draft happens. And you got to integrate these young guys into the system. And then who knows what coaches are leaving or what free agents you sign. And training camp happens. You got to get through a month of that. By the way, tough months of training camp back then. Then you got to get through the season. You got to get every quarter right. Like to get back right where you left is hard. And I got Dan Campbell said that because Dan was on that team as well. He was on that 2000 team, and I think it haunts him in some ways because we never got back. Mm. And I remember having a conversation with Strahan uh, the year before I retired, so 2005. And we had just lost to the Carolina Panthers in the wild card game. Guys got very outcoached in that game. And outplayed and out hustled and everything else. That's what everybody else forgets, I said. I I know, we also I were outcoached. But I remember having a conversation <laughs> with uh, with Stray, and I was like, man, dude, we might not ever get back. Yeah. Because that 05 season felt like our chance to get back. Right. We were dominant. Like, we were so good. And then we lost um, to the Panthers in embarrassing fashion. And I had that conversation with Stray. And it's like, dude, I'm not, not, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the end, man. I don't know if we're gonna get a chance. And he, and he co-signed it. And then obviously he stayed another year and got and went back. But yeah, you just never know, man. That's, dude, that perfectly encompasses as a fan why when my teams have rarely gotten there, gotten to the promised land of being mm-hmm. in a finals or a World Series, I haven't experienced Super Bowl yet. There's an immense, just as a fan, amount of pressure, right? Because you know, you know, deep down. This is why I could never enjoy it. You know deep down, boy, we better do it now because the odds are we're not getting back. And the more recent one that really sticks with me was 2015 because that run the Mets went on was sort of like a miracle run when you really think about mm-hmm. it. They're a 500 team. Yeah. They make the trade for Cespedes. They go on this great run. They win the East. And even when the playoffs started, when you looked at the other teams in the NL playoffs, you said, ah, oh, they're the third or fourth best team. Yeah. That's really the view. Well, and what do they do? They win a, an incredible game five in L.A. They sweep the Cubs. And going into that World Series, and not everybody agreed with me. Right. Not everyone was like, oh, we'll, we'll be back. Look at our young pitching. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll be well, back? Well, And it, it felt like such a missed opportunity, and clearly I was right, because yeah. look what happened but after. I, I think in football it's a little bit different, because if you do it with a young quarterback, you almost feel like, all right, I believe now that this kid has what it takes to get us there, because simply for the fact that he got us there. You just said Dan Marino, though. Dan is the exception, though. Is he, though? Think about Tom. Tom was a young quarterback when he – Got his chance. Talk about the greatest of all time. I know, but at, I'm talking about think about it in real time. Mm-hmm. So he gets his opportunity. He gets to the Super Bowl. They win, and it's like, man, they got the Super Bowl. This young kid, he doesn't even know what the hell he's doing. Mm. Same thing with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes gets to the Super Bowl. Yes, he plays at a high level, but honestly, he, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's just reacting. He's playing backyard football better than you know teams can play structured football. And 
he gets to the Super Bowl. It's why when I look at the 49ers and how they've built ass up first, right? How they built this team and they have a young quarterback, third youngest in NFL history and Brock Purdy, who Kyle Shanahan, if you were listening to what he was saying on that clip, as opposed to trying to determine what he was, whether he was drunk or not. That's what I was listening right? to. They knew early that he was the best chance. He was yeah. the best guy on the roster. And so like you got a young quarterback at 24 years old, who's playing in a Super Bowl. I think the 49ers are going to be the dominant team in the NFC going forward. Because they have a young quarterback, and he knows how to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, he's not elite, but Tom Brady wasn't elite either. Well, that's that's the scary part. Like, Tom Brady, for the first few years of his career, what did we really think of him? Exactly. We're like, yeah, he's pretty he's like, good. Yeah. He's, yeah. Just, he's just game-managing his way to yeah, Super Bowl. So now, like, how many times have you heard that about Brock Purdy this week? That, that's he's just, just game-managing. That's BS, man. Shut up, dude. You go game-manage them to the Super Bowl then. It doesn't It doesn't work that way. There's a, something, there's a certain it that you have to have. Pat had it. Tom had it, and Brock Purdy, so far, as a young quarterback in his second season. He's in the Super Bowl. So I have a feeling five <laughs> years from now, we're talking about Brock Purdy as like an all-timer. That's basically what you're alluding to. Maybe. And he's not elite, doesn't have a great arm. It's, he makes dumb mistakes sometimes. Doesn't matter, though. If he's in the Super Bowl like three right. out of five years, right. that's it. Right. That's enough. That's enough. Let's go to Kate in Smithtown. How are you, Kate? I'm doing well. How are you? What's up, Kate? We're good. What's up? Um... I wanted to comment on uh, the Super Bowl situation uh, as a mom and a woman Mm -hmm. because I tried the whole separate room thing, but it it doesn't work because when you have kids and you're at a party, everyone expects you to, you know, do the entertaining. I'd much rather just, you know, shove the kids in my basement and watch it alone on my couch. (laughs) But, you know... You know, but, you know, you got friends, you got family. Oh, let's get the kids together and watch the Super Bowl. We're not watching the the Super Bowl. That's the worst thing to do. See, this is the thing, Kate. Earlier in the show when Sean said, boy, we have freedom. Just don't watch it with those people. He didn't understand that people like you, Kate, exist. You're a real human being. Mm -hmm. You're a mom. Yeah. And you want to watch the freaking Uh, game. You don't want to be bothered. Why, Kate, why can't you just say we're not doing that this year? I'm on the couch. My kids are playing in their playroom. Ugh. Because then they would come here. Right. That would be worse. But just say, this is it. We're not doing that this year. Have, you, just, have you, you ever tried to, like, not have your kids bother you? It doesn't work. Right? <laughs> it doesn't work. I it works. My- at, it work, you know what? It works at home in my house. So, yeah. like, Sundays during the season, I'm like, kids go outside. Kids go in the basement. Whatever. You know, or I'll have people over that only want to watch football. So, like, they live there. They leave their wives and their kids at home. <laughs> nice. I'm, like, the only girl that actually wants to watch. But, of course, when you're at a party, they don't ask, you know, the dads to get up off the couch. Yeah. They ask the mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Thank, thank you, Kate. I'm sorry. And I hope that Tiki and I were able to well represent your view to evil people like right. Sean who thinks no. it's just easy. Just yes. tell people to leave. Don't no take care of the kids. That's it, Kate. All you have to. I'm sorry. It's not acceptable. We're not doing anything with anybody for the Super Bowl this year. I'm watching it by myself. What's going to happen? Those people are going to be angry that you're not watching the Super Bowl. So what? Then they're not worth hanging out with the rest of your life. No, you just don't get it, bro. You gonna lose them over twenty dollars? Kate tried. She tried to yes. explain it, and you still don't get it. She has responsibilities. No, mom, because I'm telling something that's mind blowing to people. They should realize I should be doing this all along. Just do it. <laughs> it's not as simple as that. Let's go to Anthony and Harrison. You're on the fan, Anthony. What's up? Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. So I agree with both of you. I always say that like week one is like way like so much better than the Super Bowl because it's the start of the football season, not the end of it. Right. But there is, like, something that's, like, so American about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it's the one sporting event where everybody watches. Like, 
no matter what. You're yeah. right. You're like right. That world, is damn true. World, that's not the case with the World Series or NBA Finals no. or Stanley Cup. Finals. No, I won't even watch those. Those are those are nothing to me. But <laughs> like, I, but I also agree because it's like opening day, week one. Like every team has a chance to yeah. win it. My team will never come close to being in it. So it's like I can dream, but it's like not. <laughs> It's like so far, like not a reality. Yeah. The only time, I don't know if you guys felt this way, and you probably don't. See, this is the jet giant, we can't understand each other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't understand being in a Super Bowl. You guys have been. Here's the other thing you guys can't understand. Losing a championship game. And I'll tell you why that matters. When you watch the Yankees losing the American League Championship Series in 2019, I don't want to bring up the recent one because you guys got annihilated. Yeah. 2019 or 2017, you lose in six, you lose in seven. It is easy to say, I am not watching the World Series. Yeah. I just lost. I can't watch this. I felt that way in 06 with the Mets right. and in 99 with I the Mets. I can't watch them bastards try to win a championship. I can't. Like, right. I'll give you, and this is tough as a New York sports talk host, the 1999 World Series is one of the few World Series I could not watch. Like, I've gone back as a historian to see what happened but there's no way I could watch that World Series. No, I get it. But in baseball, it's easy. A few years ago, Nets lose to Milwaukee in seven. Loogie was here for it. Every time Craig would bring up the NBA, I'd say, I don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't watch it, right? You can do that. The only time I ever really felt that way was after the Jets lost to the Steelers. Mm. More so than even the Colts the previous year. Where I'm like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> No, I did because yeah. I felt bullied like you had to. That was the Tampa one, right? The Tampa one? The Fort the Steelers. I know it as the Steelers against the Saints. That's what I know. It oh as. no, that wasn't the Tampa one. Steelers. I guess Steelers against the Packers. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm getting Saints uh Colts confused. It's so long ago you keep forgetting Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right. won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think of the Aaron Rodgers part, I think of the me part. But I couldn't watch the Super Bowl. Could you ever get to that? So you don't even have that experience of losing in a championship ah. game. So, yes and no. I've had the experience Giants losing a playoff game, and the next round is really difficult okay, to so watch. Okay, so when yeah. the Niner game that you experienced. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you were as a player. Would you watch other well, NFL mean, games once you were yeah, out? Because I had a twin brother who was playing. Oh, yeah, crap. I forgot about <laughs> So I got off. I got home, sulked <laughs> for a couple of days, and I flew to Tampa and watched the game from the sideline. Oh, jeez. And I loved it. They kicked the 49ers' ass. It felt so good. So you felt, like, vindicated. <laughs> yes, I did. And he had an interception in that game. I think he took it back to, like, the five-yard line. I'm standing, like, right there, like, yeah. Did you, did you watch that game? I have no recollection of those. I have no recollection of the round after the onside kick in 97, but it's the same thing. I feel the same way. The moment my teams are eliminated, I need a break for a yeah, but, yeah, but wait a second. Again, the Giants have this unique history. They have never lost a title game. Right, so I haven't, had, I haven't had that Super Bowl feel yet. Maybe mm -hmm. that is the Super Bowl. I'd be like, you know what, Aunt Mar Martha, ask me whatever you want about Snapple. Uh, you know, yeah, fine. Yeah. Snapple, is that still around? First Damn of right, all, it's around. Yeah, yeah. Snapple. I mean, open my fridge. <laughs> He's a big Snapple guy. Love Snapple. Yeah, I think I need to experience the Giants losing an NFC title game so I can kind of put you guys to that Super Bowl. <laughs> well, we already have it. like four championships though, so it's all good. No, I don't think so. Like, I don't mean the championship part. Yeah. If you lose the NFC title game to the Dallas Cowboys on a last-second field goal. Right? And then the next two oh. weeks later, it's Dallas against Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Are you really going to be like, oh, yeah, no, great, that's we're having a party, fellas? Yeah, if, the, if, the, if the Giants ever lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs, it'll be hell. 
Yeah, well, that's. I'm taking the week off. He gave me the. I'm, uni- I'm serious. A uni- I'm taking the week off. He gave a unique scenario, though. Yes, I'd still win, and I'd buy Steeler gear because I hate the Cowboys that much. If they lost to the Vikings in the NFC title game, that's a checkout for the Super Bowl. More of your calls next. Plus, Sean's got an interesting conspiracy theory around the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. We'll listen to it and find out if there's any truth to it. Plus, we'll talk to you, 877 337 6666. Coming up on. Four o'clock on this Tuesday. Evident Tiki on the fan. Two days from now, at this very moment, we'll hear Sean Morash's big show decision because he won that pickleball game. I mean, controversially won the pickleball game, but he did win the pickleball game, and he's going to, you know, make some big show announcement Thursday at four. He makes, the, makes a big show decision. Tiki's already heard it. He says he likes it. He says I may like it. A lot of people in the audience may like it. Some may not like it. I don't know. Bottom line is Thursday at four o'clock, we'll find out. Real quick, Roger Goodell did like an hour with the media yesterday. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found disingenuous is he said, we need to keep the kickoff in football. And the reason why that's disingenuous is, Tiki, every rule they've made over the last few years has neutered the kickoff. Right, 100%. And I get why they're doing it. It's in the name of player safety. But it's gotten to the point where just get rid of it. Why do they want to? Did he give reasons why he needs to? Because it's an exciting play in football. Which it's not anymore. When? When was it? I mean, it was during the Devin Hester era. But when has the kickoff been an exciting place subsequently? It hasn't been in a long right, time. They moved the ball up five yards. So, that it, I mean, I forget what the number is. It's like 70-something percent of kickoffs are touchbacks. Yeah. Unless you're intentionally trying to. But now you can fair catch it and right. go to the same 25-yard line. Right. Exactly. So, I, it's all touchbacks. You very rarely see returns. Every now and then. Like, if it's a critical moment, you see a, a, a kid that's back there trying to impact the game, you know, bring it out of the end zone, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go 80, 90, 100 yards here, and then they get stopped on the 12th. Eric Gray. <laughs> exactly. So I, 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 I guess I understand what he's saying because if you get rid of it, you know what's going to happen. What? You're going to lose commercial breaks. So what? So the reason he's saying this—that's what it's about, dude. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times as a broadcaster, you touchdown is scored, right? They go to break, come back, review the touchdown, blah blah blah, talk blah blah blah, kickoff, kickoff goes in zone, touchback, take another break. It's just. Like they've done away with a lot of that, right. but it it just feels like it's a break in action. Well, it's why when Goodell says it's important to keep the kickoff in football, it's it's kind of it's not genuine. Like mm-hmm. it's it's we all know that you've made the play so irrelevant that even a guy like me, I'm usually old school with this stuff. I say get rid of it. Like what the hell's the point of it anymore? Right. Uh, you, it would shorten the game. They tried to shorten the games. Obviously, if they got rid of the kickoff. The games would fly by. Well, how much time would it really save them? I mean... It kind of reminds me of when baseball got rid of the intentional walk where they just said, put your fingers up, and yeah. the guy goes to first base. And it's funny. When they did that, I was annoyed at first because yeah. I was like, well, what if the ball is uh, thrown wildly? What if the guy tries to hit it? And now that I'm used to it, I went back and I said I watched that old game recently, Game 7 of the 06 series, and I remember an intentional walk to Albert Pujols. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, this is a waste of time. Right. Can they just put the fingers up and right. we can move on? So, th- so think about it. Like, if a guy, a team scores a touchdown, they kick the extra point. It's like, oh, great. And then instead of, like, walking back, getting to the sideline, having a special teams conversation, we're going to do this plan, you know, it's return right, 
you know, it's pooch kick left or it's just driving out of the end zone from the kickoff standpoint. You just go right back to the line of scrimmage yeah. and start running plays. Yeah, I mean, it's at least, you know, three or four so minutes per kickoff. The That is true. The only thing I've heard, and tell me if this makes sense, is that the NFL can save the kickoff and player safety by adapting the old XFL rule. And I'll read it to you, and you tell me if this would work. The Are you ready? old XFL rule. The XFL is now the UFL, because I think they merged with the yeah. BFL, and now the GFL and the QFL have come <laughs> together to make the new UFL. And as long as you're on that, you're reading the XFL rule. They stole it from the AAF, which was there before the second part of the okay, XFL. Okay, so the XFL uh, stole it from the AAF, and so... I think it was the other way around. Whatever. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> the rule requires 10 players on each team to line up five yards apart on the kickoff with only the kicker and the returner permitted to line up elsewhere. Because the players are so close together, they don't have time to get into a full sprint, and there are fewer high-speed collisions than on standard kickoffs. (laughs) Does that make any sense, Bob? Except for the returner, who as soon as the... I don't know the the off the returning teams. I don't know. Let's call it the L five. So he's the middle guy on the left side. Gets run right past, and you as the returner get drilled because you don't see that guy. So you don't like this? No, no I like God, I'm just all. asking you. I mean, what, you. I haven't seen this. What does it look like? Yeah, what does it look like, Sean? I haven't seen. Have it you either. seen it? Yes, it looks. Look, it looks funky. It it's worked. <laughs> Here's my problem with it. Yeah. The NFL game is just naturally a faster speed than these spring football players out there, and I think that the collision that would happen well, with the return man. Well, I think so. Here's here's the, my 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 initial thought because I haven't seen this. How, I don't know what the return rate is, like how many times they return versus going to touchbacks. They do return it a lot. But they do, but it doesn't so make if it. If you're like the pleasing. returner and you catch the ball seven yards deep, and those guys are thirty yards away from you, you're going to return it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas the, how it is set up now, if you catch the ball seven yards deep in the end zone, you're like, yeah, no. I, I well, there's more. Shot. There's clearly more likely just from reading it because again, I haven't seen it, is that guys are going to return it more. The question yeah. is, does it fit the safety sniff test? Because that's the whole point of what yeah. they've done over the last few you, years. The thing is, you the gunners coming down get a little more steam and a little more buildup. They're less blocked. Inevitably, I, I don't have the signs, but it felt like most of the tackles happened around the 25 anyway. You had a bit of an exciting play, but guys did get rocked. And my fears in the NFL, stronger guys, faster guys, it is going to lead to more collision and more injury. Yeah, I don't I don't love that at all. Uh-huh. If you're going to get rid of it, just get rid of it. Well, that's, that's where I'm at. They've neutered it so much that when I hear Goodell say, oh, we need to save the kickoff, I'm like, dude, no, you don't. <laughs> you're the one that neutered it for the last year. Right. Or not year. For the last time. years. I mean, if they really wanted to speed up games, and I don't think it's an issue for the NFL because games fly by when when there's no penalties and unless you got to get the commercial breaks in, they fly by. If you got rid of the kickoffs, it would be, I mean, how many kickoffs are there in a game? Six? It'd be almost 20 minutes. Mm. Like 20 minutes of save time. Mm-hmm. So that two-hour and 50-minute game is now two and a half hours. We changed the time on it. We'll get to Sean's conspiracy around the Giants in about five minutes. But first, let's go to James in Morganville. How are you, James? What's up, James? Um, I'm good. Can you guys hear me? Because my yep. phone's breaking up. Yeah, sure. we got you. What's up? Um, I, had a, I had a question. So you guys were talking about how hard it's get back to the Super Bowl. Do you consider the Jim Kelly Buffalo Bills a dynasty because they got back four times? Oh, man. I mean, yes, I do. You call them a dynasty? Yeah. They didn't well, win any championships. It's an AFC so. dynasty. Oh. Because they dominated 
the AFC. I mean, if you want to phrase it that right. way, you have to cl- you have to qualify it. Yeah, it, you have you can't just say, "Oh, they're a dynasty." Why can't they're not? Why can't two things be true at the same time? They're not a dynasty. They didn't win a championship, but that accomplishment right. is incredible. Right? There needs to be another word. For, yeah, for it's like a whatever the step down is from dynasty. But you have to qualify a loser dynasty, <laughs> like they're a loserinasty or something right. like that, like a loserinasty, right. <laughs> loserinasty. I don't know. So close to D, close to so close to D. <laughs> I don't know because what they accomplished is remarkable. It really is. Like take a step back. I am not diminishing getting to four straight Super Bowls, right? But then the purple people leaders. No. What'd they do? They got to three. Of th- I, I got to check there. I mean, they got to a bunch of they Super They got to Bowls. a bunch as well and also never won. But Yeah, well, they're another one of those chasing rings franchises. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, all the Super Bowls the Vikings got to is before they went inside. They played outside mm. when they got to all those Super Bowls. They're not a dynasty, but it's an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, think about it's, it's, it's un- I mean, it feels unprecedented. Well, three we, and four years. Probably. Three and four years. We saw the Patriots get to three straight, too, though. Yeah. Like, we've seen teams yeah, do but they, it. But they've won. Right. But they won. No, I don't like, they, like, the Patriots won, so you right. can call them a dynasty. Right, right, right. Like, the the, the, the Chiefs are a dynasty because they've been the four in five years, right? Or th- this is their fourth one in five years. Well, right. listen, I, I And they've work, won two of those. Here's the problem. And you were off that week, but back in the summer, or back in the fall, you were off for one day. I forget why. I got into a fight with Sean and mm. with a lot of Yankee fans. They got very upset with me. And I wasn't trying to be haterific. I was just being honest that the Astros were a dynasty, and they were coming for the Yankees' ass. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, here we go. Now I kind of remember this. Yeah, you were off that day, yeah, but you remember, I right? Do. And Sean was arguing, well, they haven't won enough. Well, have the Chiefs won enough? <laughs> the Chiefs have won the same amount of championships as the Astros had. No, I don't consider the Chiefs a dynasty. Yet. Okay, so at least you're consistent on that. Yeah. Oh, come on. Seriously? They're not. T- Tiki, they, they, that's they've like- been the four Super Bowls in five years. Right, they've, and they've won two won, of them. And if they win this, two. okay. So if they win this one, are they a dynasty? So my qualification to Evan. By the way, the Astros did almost the same. I think it was four and right. six. All right, and for the my, so how many did they win? Two, same two. thing. No, so, no. So, so is, are we saying three is the is the dynasty? So this year is is very important. My qualification of what has to be included in a dynasty Dude. to me is a repeat because that's the toughest thing to do in sports is to rebound no. and repeat as a champion. No, weren't the 49ers considered a dynasty? They repeated. I think that's an easy because qu- that's they the repeated toughest though. Thing. No, no, just to fit his. See, here's the franchise I'd bring up against him about the non-repeating is the Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs won in '99. They won in '02. They won in '05. They won in '07. That's a lot of dude. I just named four titles. Yeah, I think that's a lot, but they never did it back to back. And I don't consider them a dynasty. I well, that's, a, that's ridiculous. I, th- I consider it an unreal era. So who are the dynasties then? Well, I think the Lakers were clearly a dynasty. The Bulls were a dynasty. The Patriots were a dynasty. The Yankees were a dynasty. Warriors dynasty. The football, Warriors football were dynasties. Very. The Patriots are the only one in my lifetime that I would give credence to the Cowboys as well. I was going to say the Early, Cowboys yes. in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, they're my lifetime, but you know, as in my adult life. So yeah, if the Chiefs well, in my lifetime, the Steelers were one. Yeah, yeah, steel curtain. But right. if they, if even though they, I don't remember because I was just born, if the Chiefs win this year, three. And they got the back-to-back. I would then plant the seed of, now I consider them a dynasty. Dynasty game on Sunday. Dynasty game. Dynasty I agree. Game. Dynasty game. Okay. The hardest thing to do is to get back up after a year you won and do it right back again the next year. So you know what's funny? You're, I, I get what you're saying about doing it again, how tough it is. I think it's tougher to do what the Bills did. <laughs> to keep <laughs> losing and then come back. Right. Imagine that. True. And that's James's point, which I understand. Like, that's an insane accomplishment. Wait, so are the, are the Broncos a dynasty? 
Uh, they won back to back. Nah, because that's it. That was it. That's so enough. yeah, back to back. Yeah, back to backs to qualifier, but there needs. To, I think there needs to be three championships, two of which back to back. So according to the Morash rules, three titles. And there needs to be a back-to-back. If you do that, okay. see, the Astros already missed out because they I had a chance actually, this year to do it if they I, had won. I actually can can accept that. You've accepted that I answer? Can, I can accept that answer. The only reason I I'm don't... looking for the examples. The, the Cowboys fit that. They no. had back-to-back. They went three out of four no, years. No, the Spurs. I mean, that's the example. I'm talking football. Forget forget basketball. I got you. Okay. It's, but football, because football's harder. I mean, it's just, it's one game. Like, you lose one game in, mm-hmm. a, in the wild card round or in the divisional round. You don't go back-to-back. I get what you're right? saying. You don't win again. I get what you're saying. But he has the same rules for all sports, right? All sports. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. And I agree with it, but... I was just trying to find the football examples, and it's there's, it's the Steelers, it's the Cowboys, it's the New England Patriots. Green Bay winning the first two plus the NFL titles. It's kind yeah, of murky Green Bay, a little bit. Yeah, we but that was way be, back We in can't the day. just be handing out dynasties to everybody who wins Nobody's the championship. Nobody's handing out dynasties. Nobody's handing them out. I'm just telling you. By the way, let's get a clarification on that kickoff rule in the XFL from Pete and Cranford. Pete, what did I leave out about it? All right, first of all, guys, you guys are the best. Sean, great job. Tiki, I'm not a Giant fan, but it's all good. your first ballad Thank you. in my book. All right. Not that, I, you know, you left the crucial part out. Actually, both teams that are lined up across from each other, five yards across from each other, mm-hmm. the kicking team can't start running down the field until the returner catches the football. Wow, so that gives so them even more room. What? Down, yeah. yeah, it kind of slows down the impact. By the kicking team. What? That makes no sense. I think that makes awesome sense. I mean, it, it I'm does. I'm telling but... you what the rule is. I'm not agreeing either. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, but that nah, makes I appreciate the agreeing with it. No, right. I got you. I got you. That's, that's the no, rule. Pete, well, Pete, I got you, but I'm telling you, that just really gives an advantage to the return team. But isn't that exciting? Like, I if mean, you love the kickoff the way. It's like cheating. It's not cheating. <laughs> all, right, all right, you got to kick off. If that's the case, why even kick it? Just hand them the ball, and as soon as I start, I'm serious. As soon as I start running, then you can guys, you guys can come chase me. That's what it feels like to me. So I know you're not going to believe me because I'm a narp, as Boomer would say. But I was like seven years old. We had this two on two football league. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding you. All right, I got to be honest. I was the referee. I didn't actually play. <laughs> no, it's true. I I was the referee. That's how I learned football. Truthfully, I learned it through this, and then I started watching it. And what we would do, and I was the referee, so I wasn't actually doing it, is someone would throw the ball as far as they can okay. to the kid who would try to catch it, but usually pick it up off the ground, okay. and then run until the two-hand touch of, okay, he stopped. Yeah. So how about that? I mean, <laughs> I am not letting... Get the quarterbacks involved. I am not letting football become what you predicted it would be when we first started this show. Two-hand touch? Two-hand touch. No, well, you saw it on Never. Sunday in the Pro Bowl, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't. I'll get back to your calls in a minute, but I need to hear this because I don't actually know the details. Sean Morash, diehard Giant fan, put some, I guess, things together over the last 24 hours of some of the Giant hires and has a great Giant conspiracy theory. So we will listen and we'll judge. Maybe you're going to say, Teak, boy, that makes a lot of sense. Or maybe you're going to say, you're an idiot, put the tinfoil hat back on. So Giant fans, we present to you... Sean Morash's Giants conspiracy theory. Go ahead. Brian Dable has unknowingly <laughs> been duped into planting his replacement if he has a bad year. And what I mean by that is... What? By he, by who? 
I think those he talks to around the league and trusts mm-hmm. on hires, because remember, he's still kind of fresh into doing this. He has right. a lot of ties to the Belichick tree and all of that. Mm-hmm. He has now hired 37-year-old Shane Bowen, who was Mike Vrabel's defensive coordinator to be his coordinator. Yeah, okay, experience. Like he's variable. Highly like recommended. Variable defenses. He'll do a lot of different things. And then an interesting nugget happened this morning. Which is? The Giants needed a tight end coach fast because their tight end coach bolted. Yep, went to the Chargers. Yeah, and he decides, okay, I'm going to call around who's a good hire. Oh, I'm going to hire Tim Kelly, who was the <laughs> offensive coordinator yeah. for right. the Titans, opposite Bowen, also under Mike Vrabel. And I think what now Brian Dable has done by listening to people on these trusted advisors is, <laughs> if he fails this year, suddenly the most enticing job for Mike Vrabel to have would be, oh, my two coordinators are already there? Mm. This is the job I'm taking. And I think the Giants have aligned themselves where if Brian Dable fails, Mike Vrabel will be their head coach next year, and he doesn't have to worry about mm. shuffling a lot of parts in his coaching staff. Wow. Mm. What's, mm. Your, what's your reaction to that one? Mm, I'm not buying it. So I I like the Bowen the the about the, um, the chain Bowen uh Bowen, Bowen. Bowen higher he does a lot of different things uh defensively back in 2020 or 2021 they ran a lot of man so it was like critical situations it felt like wink right the past couple of years it's been a lot of zone mm-hmm. so he does a lot of different things um but there were moments where it felt like he was defaulting to what Mike Vrabel wanted and that wasn't always for the best. So you think that they may not love each other? I'm just saying that he had his view on things, and Mike Frabel had his view on things. Mm. And so, while while it sounds interesting, well, I don't I don't think it's like this reunion, you know, this reunion just waiting to happen. Well, wait. Here's what I'm curious about. Like, who's the hand that's doing all of this? Because obviously Brian Dayball is not hiring people so that when he's replaced, it's appealing to Mike Vrabel. Who's the mystery hand? Is it John Mara? Is it Joe Shane? What? Who's doing it? Bill Belichick, oh, who was stop. the first one to text Brian Dable when you know it was Brian <laughs> Flores, whoever he was texting. He has all the Vrabel connections. All these guys talk, and I think Bill Belichick, who by the way had no problem congratulating Brian Dable when he took Belichick guy job and Joe Judge, he's sitting there as a master manipulator, going, "Yeah, Dabes, I think you should hire this guy. You should hire this guy." Calling Vrabel on the side, going, "Your pieces are in place here. Just let you know things go right. Just keep an eye on New York." You know what? Mm. That's a freaking good answer. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good. Bill Bill Belichick is manipulating the Giants, not for his own gain, but he wants to see Mike Vrabel get the job that, as Bill has talked about, is like one of the great jobs. Bill loves the New York Giants. Loves the New York Giants. And if he's not going to have it, think about the, the, success, the success in right here. Mara has gone to him. We could go from Judge to Dable to Vrabel. Ultimately, when Bill sees the Giants succeed, he wants it to be with a guy that he loves and he tutored. So he's going to keep setting up mm. Bill guys to take those jobs. That is very interesting. Now, keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. Mike Vrabel apparently needs all the help he can get. Because I don't know if you know this, and I'd like to play this audio for you this so you can hear it. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Mike yeah. Vrabel may not be getting jobs because he's big and intimidating. So I present to you Diana Russini, who's a very good reporter. She works at The Athletic, on a podcast describing... Why Mike Vrabel may not have gotten a job during this coaching cycle. Do you know I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, (laughs) that he's a very large human being (laughs) and can be very intimidating to to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. 
And that is a factor, which I laughed. I said, stop that. That's not something that's real. Who cares what someone physically looks like? And he said, I'm just telling you, I've been, I've been in rooms and, and somebody's physical presence wow. can make a difference. How about that? I mean, he is a big dude. He's a big guy. And by the way, I defend Diana Rossini's reporter. All right. So don't kill the messenger here. Right. She heard, and I believe her, from a general manager that Mike Vrabel's big and intimidating. Right. And that's keeping him from getting jobs. So you know what my initial reaction is? This is just my gut reaction. And this comes from conversations that I've had with people around the game that I trust that I really like. They said they said to me, this was before last season. There's not enough former players in executive roles in the NFL because that is nonsense. If Mike Vrabel is intimidating general managers because he's a physically large human being and you're doubting whether he could lead your organization because he was the perfect physical fit to play a football, a play football as a player, you got a problem. Right? Of course, it's right. insane. I mean, that is insane. Now, again, I believe Diana when she says this, but just the fact that that's even a thought tells you there's not enough former athletes in these positions. Yeah. And that's why it's not a, I don't think it's a coincidence that John Lynch is where he is, that uh, uh, Brad Holmes is where he is. He didn't play in the NFL, but he he's, he was a college player. Like, I, I, you're going to start seeing more and more players going to these roles because. That is BS. That's ridiculous. Are you intimidated <laughs> by a, by the guy's size? I mean, come on. Uh, what are you talking about? Ah, That's ridiculous. Too I, many geeks and narps working in front offices. I mean, Am I right, Tiki and Boomer? I mean. These geeks running the sports. Disgusting. Got to put some real athletes, real men in there. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. No, just football men. Football men. Football men. Yeah. That's crazy. And you know what? I can't believe it, but I believe it. I do, too. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I've been around Mike. He's a big dude. But he's, like, huge. I, I understand, you know, and, and he's, I think, going to have the pick of the litter. I would think he should have the pick of the litter. But I could get why Mike Vrabel is going to be more appealing as a coaching candidate than Bill Belichick or B. Carroll. And I feel mm -hmm. bad saying it, but I understand a general manager saying, hey, I want to coach for the next decade. Yeah. And with Bill... Maybe it's a couple of years because of his age. And that sucks, by the way. Right. So I would think that next year, when there are five, six, seven, eight, nine coaching vacancies, maybe here in New York, maybe the Jets, maybe the Giants, hopefully not because it means they failed, you would have to think that Mike Vrabel is going to be the guy. And there isn't going to be this, oh, he's scary, he may push me in a locker. No, I don't think that's going to be the issue. And what's going to be interesting with Vrabes is what he decides to do this season, this offseason. Or this full season. What should he do? I, I don't know. Should he just I mean, chill? I, my gut is to just chill. But I think we've seen that, like with Sean Payton, even with Urban Meyer, um, forget the result of when he went to the Jaguars, but it's what coaches do. They go take a TV job right. for a little while and then or a year, and then they get back into it because it allows them to stay relevant in a sense. Now, I don't think Vrabes has to worry about that because he's, he's young and he had a lot of success except for the last year, last couple of years in Tennessee. So I think he's still thought highly of, but I don't know. Just like you can lose relevancy really quickly, especially with all of these young prodigies that are 
I don't know, Shanahan clones coming out of nowhere. He's big and intimidating. Hmm. <laughs> he's not getting jobs because he's big and strong. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, look, if the Detroit Lions have another good season, Ben Johnson's getting a head coaching job next year. If the Houston Texans have another good season, Bobby Slowick, again, these names, like the lay fan doesn't know, Bobby Slowick is getting a head coaching job. You know what the job. problem with Ben Johnson is? It's probably Ben Johnson. All right, it's called people skills. <laughs> when you are having an organization fly to you, to interview for you for a job. When they're on the plane midair, you can't have your agent reach out and say, yeah, we're good, we're not interested. Mm. You can't do that. Can you I, imagine that? I think there were other stu- other things that were going on there. What other stuff? I don't know, but I think there was other things that were going All on All I there. know is the commanders had every right to be pissed off. Yeah, but just I'll, I'll hold my tongue on it because I don't the, know for what sure. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> you got some information no, you want to drop? I just... I. Look, Ben Johnson's a good dude, and something must have been said about him. That's okay. all I'm saying. Interesting. By the way, around people here, don't know what the blank they're talking about. Oh wow! So you know, around here, it's okay to make mistakes about Washington and getting things wrong. It's okay. It's like a kind of an accepted <laughs> FAM thing. The, the Commanders. Like you can say something, we could find out it's not true. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's I'm not a big deal about that. I'm just, oh. I'm just talking about why Ben Johnson soured on going. I'm reporting it's the, the Admirals. Well, Tiki, if you did say something that happened to be <laughs> wrong, just know you would still be trailing in wrong things about Washington <laughs> by athletes on the station. Exactly. <laughs> we'll come back with more of your calls. Eight seven seven. 737-6666, the toll-free number. And something very cool about when the World Cup comes here in a few years that you may not know, but actually has me as a non-soccer fan pretty excited. Evan and Tiki on the fan. I had no idea this was a thing, but apparently FIFA, you know, FIFA, your big soccer organization, yes. they have a rule. And I really like this rule. Big fan of this rule. The rule is, if you're not a sponsor of FIFA, you can go bleep yourself. Like, why are we going to help you? So MetLife Stadium ain't MetLife Stadium for the World Cup. Really? That is a true story. AT&T Stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play, not AT&T Stadium for the World Cup. So are they covering it? They, I don't know. So I, I have two answers. I All have right. what it's called. I don't have if they're going to physically cover it. What I would huh. assume they're going to do is that no broadcaster will refer to it right. by the name of the stadium. Yeah, because that's what happens. When we call games, say we're at NRG Stadium down in Houston. Right. Like Andrew has to say, yes. Andrew Catalan, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan coming to you from NRG Stadium. You have to get it in like three times. Is, is, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, absolutely. I could never thing. be a broadcaster. I'd refuse to do it. <laughs> Why? Because I... Not with NRG, well, maybe with NRG Stadium. I forget their origins, but usually I stick with the first sponsor, and that's it. Like, you bought me once, and then I'm done. So I call MetLife Stadium MetLife Stadium, mm-hmm. but with a San Francisco Giants play, is still Pac Bell Park. I don't change it. Oh, like, I you're see. not paying me money, so I'm not changing what I call it. That's just, right. it's Got a it. rule. Like Astros general. play at Enron? Astros play at Enron Field, yeah. Oh, is that so uncomfortable for you or something? Not uncomfortable. I just laugh. <laughs> it is kind of funny. I mean, it's terrible because it was well, whatever. So. When the World Cup comes to New York, New Jersey, hmm. what are they going to refer to the stadium I gotta, as? I got to look at this. You want to know the answer? What are they going to say? They're going to call it New York, New Jersey Stadium. No. Oh, come on. They're going to call it. So, like, in Dallas, it's Dallas Stadium. That's what they're going to call it. But what's funny about us I'd is. I'd rather them say, like, the stadium in New York, New Jersey, or the stadium in Dallas. Well. Because like, it's not Dallas Stadium. That's, like. 
But it's also that's not that's a misidentification. It's also not in New York. Like I get that the event <laughs> is in true. New York, New Jersey. I respect that because a lot of the hotels and a lot of the economy is boosted in New York. And so if you're coming to the World Cup, you're not just going to hang out in New Jersey. So I'm cool with it being called a New York, New Jersey event. Yeah. But the actual game is in Jersey. The stadium oh. is in Jersey. So to call it New York, New Jersey Stadium is a little awkward. But I like it. I like the fact that they're saying, screw those sponsors. So it's cool, but this is going to set up for such chaos for anybody traveling here internationally. Number one, like Tiki was just talking about with San Francisco and how far the Niner Stadium is. People are going to come all excited, Argentinians. All right, I'm going to stay in New York City, can't wait to go to the stadium. Wait, (laughs) how do you get there? Where is it? And then when you go to figure it out, you're putting it in uh, in your Uber, whatever you're doing. You go and wait, where's New York, New Jersey? That's true. <laughs> like, you're just going to confuse people. That's funny. I didn't think about that aspect, but you got people coming over from, you're right, other countries. They don't know what its name is because they're not sitting there watching Sunday night football. So they're going to put in their phone, New York, New Jersey Stadium. <laughs> and like, you're going to get nothing. Hold on, I'm going to go Google Maps right now. If right. I wrote that in, like, what would it say? If you did New York, New, new Jersey York, Stadium. New York. I mean, Jersey. the problem is there, there's. 30 stadiums. Right. You could end up taking an Uber to Yankee Stadium for this final. Yeah, it says no results found on Google. Maps. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> that is going to be a serious problem. Uh, but you got to like that, right? That they're oh, saying, hey, if you don't pay us money, we're not going to help you Good out. Good job, Federation. That's right. And by the way, we do have breaking news. Are you ready? And this is significant yeah. breaking news in the, it's sports related is the way I'd phrase it. Okay. And I just lost it from my phone because I got it from the Wall Street Journal. And that is, there's a big merger going on. It's not really a merger. Crap, I lost it on my phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> and what sport? <laughs> I, I got Get it. Get the story and read it. from. So from the Wall Street Journal, yeah. there is a merging going on of streaming companies. Mm. They are making a group agreement. Do you have the article? I lost it on my phone because yes. I was doing Google okay. Maps. Screwed me up. Fox, Disney, and Warner Brothers Discovery are creating a joint Sports streaming platform. Sports. Fox. Sports. Disney. Warner Brothers. I guess Warner Brothers Discovery is a combined company? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Calm down. I didn't know that. Yeah. Combined sports streaming platform. The service will be available to ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Max subscribers. So in other words, if you only subscribe to Max, if you only subscribe to Hulu, if you only subscribe to ESPN Plus, you will have access to all of the events that are taking place between these companies, Fox, oh, wow. Turner, all of that. That's great. That's what we need. Right. Yeah. So that would I mean, be I the NBA on TNT. Early this week, when we were talking about yeah. this, that's what's going to happen. That's the end game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Everything is going to get aggregated. Well, right. we we talked about that with locally here in New York. How it's it hasn't launched yet, but MSG and Yes are doing some kind of yeah. agreement where you can watch stream games in one place. And I'm sure SNY will join it too eventually. And therefore, if you want to watch the Yankees or the Mets or the Nets or the Knicks, yeah. it's one place. That's the future because I think we're all getting used to streaming services. What's difficult is there's like a hundred different ones. Yeah, they're all over the place. And they've already started to bundle. Hulu and right. Disney and ESPN are already bundled. So right. that agreement that you just described. So what sports are they well, going to have? That's what I'm going to explain. This Good. is really easy. NBA and NHL fans, you're taken care of because the NBA and NHL on TNT, TBS, whatever, plus the ESPN, ABC, all that stuff, both of those sports are, you're going to get all of those games. Yep. That's taken care of. So now I can get any NBA game 
If that's I, that's on the national TV. That's what I mean. So schedule. if it's on the national schedule, yeah. and it's going to be on ESPN. If you have ESPN Plus, Hulu, or Max, you will get it no matter well, what. And not well, only that, the, I, have, I have all of those. Okay, but if you only had one in yeah, theory, yeah, yeah. you now get it. And everything. not only that, the NHL has games that are individually streaming only. Right. So Especially ESPN Plus and Hulu. ESPN Plus and, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's big, especially for the hockey fans. So you will get all of that. Football fans, you will get the Fox game. Because this is all the Fox stuff included. Other than that, CBS, you're still on your own with what? Paramount. For Paramount. Yeah, Paramount And Plus. NBC with Peacock. So you're right. only going to get the Fox. You know, it's funny this. because yesterday when we were talking, was this yesterday we were talking about this or two days ago? We I were, think it was six weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, I think it was it's yesterday because it's Tuesday. Was it? It was yesterday huh. we were talking about this. I was trying to remember who the Fox streaming service is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yes, just yes. Fox Sports Go. If they, you had yeah, Fox. but they don't really, it's right. not. So now it'll be into this. Got it. And then as far as baseball goes, Fox and ESPN, you'll get the Sunday night, the Saturday, all that other stuff, but you still won't get the Peacock Sunday morning, and you still won't get the Apple TV or, you know, locally with the Amazon. I guess they could join down the road, though, right? They could. I, You know, this could pressurize some of them. If, like, let's say baseball or Apple TV is noticing, wow, nobody's really subscribing for baseball, we better jump in on this. That's right. how you get in. Yeah, I think this is the future where it's going to end up getting bundled, and as Sean has jokingly said, that's pretty much what cable is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end up in the same spot, just everything internet Except it now comes over the internet. Right. right, right, right. Which I think we're all getting used to. I think at first, you know, it was, oh, that's weird. But now, I mean, do, doesn't all of us at some point stream something? Oh, yeah. Whether so, it's just watching something on YouTube, well, as I'll, basic I'll as that, you, we're I'll all doing the, it to a degree. The perfect example. So I get home. So my kids were gone with Tracy all weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't see them until Monday last night. So I got home last night. So they had already eaten because they went to the diner or whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. You're cutting Tiki off. He's telling yes. a story. I understand you're reading the story. You're going to get to it real quick because it involves streaming. Uh-huh. I Just a real quick, this for you, Tiki. We have confirmation Evan is a liar. Why? I'm a liar about what? Okay, you use your iPad to stream anything? Yeah. Okay, yes. this is where it ties into streaming. The first iPad wasn't released until 2010. Evan claimed it broke during a no way. The playoffs. No, it's wrong. Yep, and I just looked it up. First it's iPad wrong. invention 2010. <laughs> There's you're no wrong. way. You're There's lying. no way. You're lying. Oh, wait. He's right. It was 2011. Uh, it was the second Super Bowl. I was in Indianapolis when uh, it broke. Wait, it. are you sure about that? Yep, I just looked it up to make sure this tweet was accurate. I was yeah. in Indianapolis. So you can continue. So my so point is, my point is about streaming. This occurred. Huh. <laughs> so what were you watching? I was at the suit, dude. The Manningham catch, probably a thousand percent. <laughs> I'm at the Giant Super Bowl with my tablet, and it broke. Now, if I got the Giant Super Bowls confused, it's on the table. But I'm pretty well, no, sure you was, said it was you. You said it was the 07? I thought it was oh, 07 yeah. away because it... it was when Plaxico Burris caught oh. the, and I dropped my iPad. He won that whole Greg Olson Brady thing. That's the only reason we had the break list to prove that he doesn't always know what he's talking Yeah, hold on. So, so now, what happened now, in 11, Now 12. I'm trying to think about when did I have my first iPad. <laughs> oh, forget it. Now Tiki's point. He's going to go down an iPad rabbit hole. Right. It was, so 07, I just retired. <laughs> so I didn't. No, I, de- I definitely didn't have an iPad because I had a a, a, a flip phone like a... Like a whatever that thing was, sidekick. The sidekick. Yes, oh, I me too. Sidekick. I love the sidekick back in and the day. And then when I went to work for NBC, they gave me a BlackBerry, so I had a sidekick had and, a, and, a, and a BlackBerry. Remember those like BlackBerry messengers or whatever? Right, it was? Yeah. So I hadn't PBM. yet converted to Apple technology. Yeah. So it, no, it definitely wasn't that. No, I, I think you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, it clearly, obviously, I wasn't right about the Burris moment, but it was during the Super Bowl, and something big happened, and I dropped my iPad. 
I'm trying to but think. But it wasn't what, what, were the, what were the touchdowns in the 11 Super Bowl? Victor Cruz. You saw the Blackburn pick. The Manningham catch is the big one. Yeah, moment. maybe that yeah. was it. Maybe you're right. All right. What was the rest of your yeah, story? Back to your it doesn't matter. It was just about watching uh. the show. <laughs> I was watching a show on a tablet. Okay. Because that's what I do. No, I so think that's think what most my, of us do. The short story is my kids came home. I, I came home. My kids were like, Daddy. And so we started. I They had already eaten. So I ordered a salad, got the salad, and we watched The Floor is Lava on my tablet at the kitchen table. Yeah. So... Dude. While I ate, they watched The Floor is Lava. The Floor is Lava has ruined my it life. It was funny. It was great. Yeah, it's a great show, but it has ruined my life because my kids love that freaking love show. Love it. And all they want to do, and imagine a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, is they want to jump from couch to couch yep. pretending yep. that the floor is lava. Right. The and best thing so, about the show is that when you fall into the lava, they, like, disappear you. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is this show? My kids play this, but I don't think they've ever seen this you show. Don't, you don't come back up. So it's it's on Netflix. Oh. And it's just, it's like an obstacle course. But if you fall into the lava, it's really just like colored syrup. Yeah. You fall into the lava. It's freaking they, water. They, they disappear you. Yeah. Like you don't come back up on t- uh, on the show. You lost the game. <laughs> so you like sink into the lava and you're gone. So it's it's a fun show. But when you've got little kids pretending that everything is lava and yeah. they're jumping around like crazy. And then mama gets upset because she's like, Dad, you better make sure they don't get hurt. So now it's on me to make sure no one breaks a head. Forget that. They're going to break the couch. Ah, yeah, yeah, I don't care about that as much. <laughs> I care about them getting hurt, which is bad enough. And then my wife blaming me for it. Like, I just got to make sure everybody's safe. Let's go to Rick and Bradley Beach. How you doing, Rick? How you doing? Doing great. Uh, listen, um, you seem like you're a little miffed this morning coming in or this afternoon coming in because mm-hmm. Mariah stuck, wiped your butt. Pickleball. Wiped. So, well, yeah. I mean, he did. Well, he didn't wipe my butt. He got lucky. So, but sure, whatever you want to call it. So you know, instead of like coming to your defense, I'm going to pile it on a little bit. <laughs> the, the, the other day, you were talking about King of the King of New York. Yeah. And you brought up Jacob Degrom, right? Well, I mentioned him as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard for yeah, pictures. So I remember back in 21 when they changed the rule with the substance abuse on a pitcher's hand. They checked the. Uh, I think it was. June of 2021? That is correct, yeah. In July of 2021, DeGrom had a sore elbow. Oh, come on. He was cheating. Oh, come on. That's what you're doing? He was cheating the whole time. Wait, so so hold on a second. I want to get this straight. So you decided, you know what? I want to really piss Evan off. Right. I'm going to pile it I want to trigger Evan the way Evan triggered Sean earlier today. So I'm going to baselessly accuse Jacob DeGrom. Of being a cheater? It, it kind of, June, they took the substance You know what? Away. Why don't you help an old lady across the street? <laughs> Why don't you do that? <laughs> Kudos to you, Mike. Why do you have to call up and make up a fabricated BS story about Jacob DeGrom? How about the fact he just hasn't pitched in three years? Could it and poss- he left and he's not even a Met anymore. Instead, you got to make up a story that he's a cheater? Could it possibly be true? Could what possibly be true? That he was cheating. That he was cheating? Yes. And that's why he got hurt at the end of 21 and got hurt at the beginning of 2022? Yes, because he's having to grip the ball harder. Come on. And is you know, the torque with the grip, hard, harder gripping, right? Do, do, you really, that, do you really believe that? No, I don't at all. I'm just asking if you think it could possibly could, be true. Of, of course it possibly could be true. Okay, so that you can't rule it out. Oh, my God. You know what? Here's why you're a hypocrite <laughs> over there, okay? It, could it possibly be true that aliens exist? Uh, no. No, 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 no. You can't give me no. It possibly <laughs> could exist that aliens exist. You can't say no, no, no. No. 
How? Because would, we'd, we'd know already. How do you know that? What if they're just living a real long, far place away and they just don't want to come over here and they want to bother with you? Well, if a tree falls in the woods and then you don't hear it, did it fall? Yes. That's an easy answer <laughs> no, to that. Did it make a sound? Not did it fall. <laughs> it made a sound. We didn't hear it. I'll give you the answer. I love how you screwed up that analogy. Jacob the Grom's a cheater. Whatever. David's in Michigan. How are you, David? How you doing, guys? What's up? I was hey, good um, until some guy called uh, the Grom a cheater and ruined my day. You. He triggered you. He triggered it's me. It's trigger yeah. day. Uh, yeah. if, if you remember, I'm, I'm your birthday brother, Evan. Um, uh, so first thing is, it is legal to have a watch party at the stadium because the Lions just did it for the championship game. Yeah, but is the Super Bowl different is the question. That's the question. Uh, okay. But I got a quick good Super Bowl search because you guys are – Around New York, and you know how long it takes to get places. Yeah, I went to the Giants Bills Super Bowl in Tampa, and was sitting behind the goalpost when Norwood's kick went wide right. Mm. But the two cool things about the story: I got a ticket on Wednesday before the game, and um, I and the only way I could get there affordably was to drive. Oh, wow. So I left at noon Friday from Manhattan yeah. in a car yeah. and got back at 11.30 Monday night to Parsippany, New Jersey. Wow. That <laughs> is cool, something. Even cooler was that I sat next to the great Andy Rooney from CBS. Wow, oh, really? And and here's a cool story about Andy Rooney. I think he's guilty of assaulting someone at the game. What, what are you talking because about? <laughs> as, the, as the seconds ticked down, I'm sitting next to him, and he brought like a he brought like a like a chicken, like a like a rotisserie chicken <laughs> to to the game. Are you making and this a, up as you go along? I'm not making it up. <laughs> I, I think he's swear making to it God, up. Yeah. I swear to God. So something gets distracted. Hold on. So after you drove to the Subo and you're sitting behind the goalpost. You're next to Andy yeah. Rooney, who brought a live chicken to the game. No, a not a live chicken, a roasted chicken. Oh, I thought, Tiki, I thought he said a live no, chicken. He said rotisserie. No, 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 no. I Sorry. apologize. Okay, I want to get this straight so, now. So, so the rotisserie chicken he is at brings, the game. Okay. Yeah, he brings a roasted chicken. He's also brought like a like a plastic, you know, like a convenience store bottle of bourbon, and <laughs> and he had like a box of triscuits. And as the seconds are ticking down, he's really annoyed at the fact that the people on his sight line are standing up. Mm. And he just wants to sit. I don't you know, blame him, dude. Seat. I'm on Rooney, so I'm Team Rooney. So, so hold on. So he gets so annoyed that he puts the empty bottle uh, in the Trisket box, the bones from the chicken. He, hurt, he reaches back and wings it at this guy. <laughs> Hits him in the back of the head. The guy drops to his seat. He spins, he spins around. That should There's no way and this he's is looking, true. He says, who the hell? He, and it's Andy Rooney staring at him. <laughs> he immediately recognized him. But I swear to God, the whole story is true, including this. You know, if you remember, we were in the Iraq War, so there's yes, like no yeah, cameras. Yeah. And, you know, they're very strict on the metal detectors. Right, but he's stuck in a, a whiskey bottle of whiskey at a retirement. He's, he's Andy Rooney. He's doing whatever the hell he wants. But, but, but so I had a disposable camera, 
So I have a picture of, of us that I had a passerby, like, take, you know, take of us. Plus, I took pictures with the disposable camera, like, of the field and the halftime and everything. Rooney asked me for the for the disposable camera because he couldn't get a camera in. So he the next week, he does a, a whole segment on 60 Minutes about the game, and he flashes a picture of me and him in the seats. And during the segment, man, oh, my wow. phone was ringing off the hook like crazy. But wow. let, let me just let me just tell you something. When you drive in one day from Tampa to Parsippany, here's the thing: how wacky it is. I got to Richmond and said to myself, "Wow, I'm almost home." No, I do, dude. I, <laughs> no. And oh, no, you're not. That's a, that's an amazing story. I've, I never pulled it off completely. I drove from Fort Lauderdale, and I was trying to come back to New York, and I stopped in Petersburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. because my dog started throwing up, and yeah. I felt bad for Dudley. I had to pull over. But I was willing to keep going. Yeah. But he's right. Like When you get to Richmond, you're like, oh, I'm yeah. almost there. You got miles on 81 to But go. screw that. Let's get to the lead here. Andy Rooney's dead. Okay, so luckily, no offense. I mean, Andy would be like 105 if he was still yeah. alive right now. By the way, happy birthday to Babe Ruth and Ronald Reagan, two other guys who were dead. But their birthday's today. Mm. True story. Babe Ruth, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, of course you would know that. Well, piece of information for you. Presidential and baseball nerd. That's right. Two great things. But Andy Rooney, I'm kind of on his side. Now, you shouldn't be throwing a chicken wing at somebody's head. But when you pay a lot of money and you're at the Super Bowl and you're into it and somebody is standing up in front of you for no reason, like there's no reason <laughs> to stand up. Well, here's I'm on Team Rooney. Well, here's the thing. Sit down. Dave call, calls and spins a yarn. It's like, man, is that real? Well, oh, I believe every word. I, I'm convinced. Well, that. I had Sean do a little research, uh, and okay. guess what Sean found? What? Andy Rooney mentioning Dave in this game. He did? Yeah, we'll put it up right now. What? <laughs> that was quick. All right, fine. Let's hear what, whatever they have. Ape the next day. I sat next to my friend Dave Kiley. <laughs> he outweighed most of the players on the field. Oh, the airlines did their part trying to make it a memorable weekend. Wow. Ordinarily, the round-trip fare from New York. And that's pretty much it, but he just shows the picture. Mentioned. Dave. Dave, and you see him and Dave sitting yeah, right there. Yeah, but wait, what Dave left out is that Andy Rooney fetch-shamed him on TV. He did, <laughs> but that was it. Dave got the story right. Oh, I, I believed him. You thought uh, he was making that up? No, but, I mean, you never know. When somebody meets somebody and they, oh, I'm at, you know, this, no, he mentioned him. Now, who, who are we giving credit to? Because the fact that Lugie or Sean was able to find that clip so Sean. quickly. Sean. How do you know it was Sean? Because I asked Sean. Lugie does a great job. This was me. He asked me, and I found it. Well, hold on. So you thought of it? I said, confirm that. Look that up. He find, said, I said, find, find this video quick. Lugie was in the middle of something else. I Googled Andy Rooney, 60 minutes. Super Bowl 25 came right up. It came right up. And I fast-forwarded hey. the part. He said he flashed a picture. I saw a picture flash. So this has to be So it. you saw a picture of Dave, too? Yep. Big Can bushy you beard, big do guy. me a favor and screenshot that image <laughs> and then send it to me? Or just tweet it out. I don't really care. Sure. Give me a second. Put it out there. So okay. everybody out there, if you so choose, can confirm it and see Dave hanging out with his friend Andy Rooney at the Super Bowl. Call of the day right there. That's a call of the century right <laughs> there. You. By the way, I also, in this time, have gotten confirmation on why no watch parties for the Super Bowl, if you want the exact rule. Why no why? watch parties for the you Super Bowl? You can't fill a stadium for the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So what he also said at the beginning of his call is that uh, they, the Lions did it for the NFC Championship game, but it's not allowed for the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. So the NFL, which owns the broadcast rights to all the games, ba 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 
They have now patently forbid mass viewing broadcasts in stadiums, arenas, movie theaters, and other venues the NFL deems too big to host a viewing. The reason? The Nielsen system of TV ratings. Wow. Um, this matters because the Nielsen numbers determine how much TV networks, which buy broadcast rights, can charge the advertisers for commercials, and they can't get a proper number if that many stadiums are filled for mass viewing. Interesting, hmm. interesting. But wouldn't that just... I think it would make it easier. I, to get a number. Dems the rules. I guess with how much they charge for commercials, they can't have 80000 in a stadium. Sean's got his Cinco de Favo mm. list coming up in a couple of minutes. Plus, the New York Knicks play tonight, and we're 48 hours away from the trade deadline. Are they close to making a move? We may have the answer. 877-337-6666. By the way, I just tweeted out the picture of uh, Andy Rooney and Dave, our last caller. What we think is Dave... And he's a, yeah, he's a big gentleman with a nice goatee, which I admire since I'm rocking this weird beard. Anyhow, it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with five, Evan five. and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. If you're just getting in your car and in your workday, we started the show today with Evan's horrible take that this doesn't count as a real football game because it's <laughs> annoying you're at parties. So... I mean, you couldn't have simplified that anymore, but okay. All right. So my Cinco today is the five worst kinds of people to watch the Super Bowl. Okay, let's go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. The shh you while you're watching commercials are on people. (laughs) In other words, they want to hear the commercials. They don't want to hear the game. So when you finally have a chance to have a break and turn to somebody and go, could you believe that third down play? They're shushing you because they need to see the new Downey commercial. So what's funny is that I don't think I'm a hypocrite for saying this. I'm that guy. Because mm-hmm. you, but wanna, you want to hear the commercial? I do. Like, I, it, I admit that there's parts of the Super Bowl that are interesting, even if it's all about that to some. To me, it's about all of it. So I'm shushing you during the game, but I'm also going to shush you during a commercial because I want to see if it's funny. Now, I'm not going to lie. There are times I laugh at the Super Bowl commercials. I do like everything. I like the halftime show, all of it. However, that is your only chance for air if you care about the game. Though. Can you, you think you should challenge that? Something like that. If I'm getting shushed because the big M&M's on TV, I'm going to have a problem with you. I'm curious how many of these people I am. So far, I'm one right. for one. Go I ahead. just kind of listen to see what people's consensus is for the best commercial, and then I'll go watch them. Great point. Here we go. Number four. <laughs> the person that sits and studies the Super Bowl squares grid and on every score change turns around and goes, and who has this number? Oh, who's that? <laughs> that ain't me. That's for damn Oh, yeah. they are so annoying. Sitting there staring at the thing the whole time. Don't worry. If it ain't you, don't worry about who's winning. And also, just because something happens with seven minutes left doesn't mean that person's going to win. I've turned to really resent these box games because there's a guy around here who I like. You know, I consider him a dear friend Mm -hmm. who runs one of these box things. And he'll send out a mass email Mm -hmm. and he'll say, hey, wants to get a box. Wants to get a box. I never respond. And then, and I haven't gotten it yet, but I should get it in the next 24 hours. I get a text from this guy. We'll just call him John Bogan. (laughs) And he will text me and say... Oh, I mean, you do well in afternoons, but you can't buy a box. And he <laughs> oh, pressures wow. me. Yeah, and guess what I do? Because I'm a sucker. I buy five boxes to yeah. shut them up. Okay. Every single time. And so I end up resenting the box game because I feel pressured to buy the yeah. box. And then, of course, once I buy the box, yeah, I got to see what's going on. Yeah. So screw you, Bogan, if you're listening. Yeah. I run one of my own, by the way, and like two weeks out before Sula, do you have my numbers yet? <laughs> you have two weeks till the game. What right. do you care if I have your numbers yet? All you, right. You run a box? 
I do. It's already sold out. Ugh. By the way, Rosie bought my last one, and I drew the numbers, and it ended up being always the mentalist numbers. 1-1. One, one. Really? Mm-hmm. The very last box. I, I don't mean to sound a little hypocritical yeah. here, but you never even asked me or Tiki. Yeah. So. Well, that's because it went to my family. The first time Rosie's been in them in the past, said, do you have any? The show? I said, I only have one left. So if I got to that point, you know, you guys. You, so if you're desperate, you would have asked us? No, but I never even got around the workplace. Did you ask Lugie? No. Hmm. So none of us. Kind of a jerk, right? Care. Didn't even come to the basketball game Been either. Doing it for years. Calm down. You left early. I was I was there longer than you. I wasn't even there. <laughs> number three. <laughs> All right. Number three on the worst people to watch Super Bowl with. The person who doesn't care about the game that asks you when you stand up briefly, hey, can you pour me a drink? <laughs> no, how about you get your ass up and be our personal bartender? <laughs> I got to serve you and that's miss extra one. time in the game? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Big answer. problem. Yes. All right. Number two. This is a tough one struggle that it wasn't number one, but the who's winning people. <laughs> oh, God. Unless you're blind, Just look at the TV. The and, Bears. Right. <laughs> look at the score bug that's on the TV. Who's yeah, winning? This isn't 1990 anymore where they didn't have a score bug. You know, yeah. which, by the way, every time I go back and watch an old game, whether it's baseball, basketball, uh-huh. football, doesn't matter, I feel naked without the score bug. Yeah. yeah. It's literally the greatest invention in American sports media. And they'll stare at the TV. Who, who's winning? What? <laughs> All right. Number one. And the absolute worst person to watch the Super Bowl with, and it goes back to my commercial point, the game is on. Simply the turn that lower. We're trying to have a conversation here, people. <laughs> Go what? The- Go to the other room. Get out of here. And that's why Please. you have to have a quiet room and a chatterbox room and watch the Super Bowl. And if you were sitting with any one of these five people this weekend, mm. you did it to yourself. Enjoy yeah. the Super Bowl. Feel Thank, bad for you. Thank you, Sean. Cinco de Favo every day, 5 o'clock. By the way, I, I have very exciting news for myself. The man I was talking about who always pressured me into buying boxes just yes. texted me, A, that I should go bleep myself, <laughs> and then B, it already sold out. So he's not going to pressure oh, me into buddy. buying boxes this year. Is, this, is this a particularly... Like, I don't know, aggressive box year? Sean sold out. He only had one. Bogan sold out. Uh, Got none for you. Haven't we talked about how this Super Bowl may go down as like the highest rated Super Bowl? Yeah, but you're also. So maybe more people are also seeing the ticket prices plummeted. Right? They were $9,000 a seat. Now they're like seven. So my answer to that is I think sometimes with big events, the bar is way too high. And it doesn't say anything about the event necessarily. Like, people were asking for way too much money, and that reality starts to sit in when you're a few days away. I don't think it's ever going to get down to the point where it's cheap by any stretch. Fairly, this was the, just to be fair, it was the the secondary market. Right. That's where these numbers were falling. Well, that's all it is because there's no, like, availability to buy. And I think the other thing that may contribute as a connoisseur of ticket prices, okay, I think some people may have gone to Vegas with the plan of, I'll buy tickets. I'll Mm -hmm. go to the Super Bowl. They're in Vegas, they've lost all their money, and they're like, we're screwed. Right, which is exactly what Vegas wanted. Which is what Vegas wanted, but the person selling it on StubHub doesn't want. And if you're there in Vegas, you're like, there's plenty of places I can go and watch this game. That's another factor. They're going to be amazing. There's books out there, sports books. There's the hotel lobby, like everywhere. You You can can watch watch the game in amazing places. And let's say you're the opposite of what I just described. So I described someone that went out to Vegas thinking, I'll buy tickets, I'll I'll wait. They lost all their money. And now they're done. So they're obviously not buying Super Bowl Mm -hmm. tickets. Let's say the opposite happens and you're very lucky. And you win a lot of money. The odds are you're a schmuck who's just going to keep gambling. Right. And you're going to say, I don't want to go to the game. I'm going to keep betting. I'd rather keep winning money. Right. <laughs> so I think maybe the location has something to do no, with it. No, it definitely does. I mean, look, the, the stadium is it's it's really easy to get to because it's right there. 
It's, it's not far. So if you're in Vegas, I got to imagine. I wonder if there's going to be no shows. No shows to the get by because they're gambling and they're like, no, screw it. Or just hammered. Or I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> just hammered. Just, I mean, they're not fans. I mean, some of them are fans. But nah, a lot of people it, aren't fans you, of the teams that are it, playing in the Super Bowl. Dude, That's always the case. It, it also makes a lot of sense. And I think we've all had this story about being in Vegas. I've been to Vegas many times mm-hmm. in my life. And one of the times I went... It was 2000, it was right after the Giants won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I flew from Arizona back to New York, and then from New York to Vegas. Not even kidding you. It was 2008, and I went to Vegas, and I was with buddies of mine. And we were on, like, a stupid gambling hot streak. (laughs) By the way, one I've never repeated, which just shows you that most of the time you lose. Or in my case, you lose. Right. So we're on this hot streak. We're at the table for 12 straight hours. Not betting crazy amounts of money, but just gambling. right? And it's going well. We're all winning. It was like a miracle. And we kept drinking and gambling and drinking and gambling. And I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, crap, our plane is in like five hours. <laughs> oh, we got time. Drinking, gambling, drinking, gambling. And by the time we're two hours away, I'm like sort of sober. And my buddy is 10 feet to the wind. Does that even make sense? Right. 10 sheets, sheets. to the wind? Yeah, sheets. And he's like, no, man, it's just, it's just, it's just gamble. We got to go home for it. <laughs> I was like, because we have a flight, right. because we have a life, because, I mean, why? We got to be home. We got to be home. Like, we may not have a wife and kids at this point in our life, but we got jobs. How are we getting another flight? And I remember having to, like, physically, and he was much bigger than me, like, shake him and be like, dude, <laughs> we have to go. That's right. Like, what is happening right now? So how right many now? people is that going to happen to on Super Bowl Saturday night? Bingo. And they're going to be like, no, nah, we just stay. We're good. Yes. This party's amazing, dude. Yeah. All right. What time is it? I don't know. There's no clocks in here. There's no windows either. <laughs> it's just... even dark outside. Uh, let's just stay. We're good. We're I think, good. I think it's going to happen to a lot of people. see that girl over there? Oh, yeah. Let's stay. My brother-in-law didn't make it home from Jets Raiders this year. Really? Was that the same oh, was wait, it the story? You remember? I was sitting yes, here, and I, I, was already, I was already home on the red eye. My sister called me freaking out. What was your room number? Right. Dennis didn't yes. make his flight. And he got tanked up after the Jet Raider game. <laughs> I took a red eye home. A few others took a flight a couple hours later, he spent the whole night out boozing and playing blackjack. He slept through his flight. Wow. That kind of makes sense, though. And we Be- did not see Dennis for three weeks. I'm oh. sure you didn't. He was put in the doghouse. <laughs> but that's part of the problem with Vegas. You are not allowed to hang out with Sean. <laughs> He's a bad influence. <laughs> but you're right. Maybe we'll have empty seats because of that. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, let's go to Danny in Farmingdale. What's up, Danny? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for taking a call. How's everything going? We're good, dude. Good, man. What's up? Uh, so- I wanted to mention two things. First of all, I never thought I'd hear Evan say uh, these two abbreviations in the same half hour, FIFA and XFL. Uh, yeah, never right. Never thought I'd hear you say That's that. That's right. I'm on fire today. Uh, and, and if you've never been to a World Cup game, I went to two anyway, Giants Stadium. It's like having a Super Bowl for every single game. But, uh, but that's not why I called. Uh, the XFL, you guys are talking about the, uh, the, the kickoff rule. Uh, the guy had part of it right correct uh, earlier, but uh, the, the kicking team – and the receiving team line up at the 20 and the 25-yard line, respectively. Right. The kickoff must land between the 20 and the goal line. You cannot fair catch it. You can't so fair no, catch it, but whatever goes into the end zone, what happens? You got to – it doesn't the ball, count. The ball, the ball ends up <clears> – <throat> excuse me. The ball ends up on the 40-yard line. You all right, by the way? Yeah. I want to give you a break. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. All right, all right. Hey, I don't want I'm you good. dying or anything. So they want the – want... The ball ends up on the uh, – on the forty to a forty yard line, right? So 40. they don't yep. they don't want backed up football. They don't want you playing from like the ten. Yeah, right. Correct. 
So, and, and you don't have that high speed collision because the players immediately engage at like the 20 yard line. I got to tell you, uh, man, I, I, I think the rule, at least on paper, thank you, Danny, sounds actually pretty good. Yeah. Because well, the, if you want to increase scoring, it makes sense, right? So if you kick off and you're kind of going to get the ball at the 40-ish, mm-hmm. 35-40-yard line as opposed to the, you know, somewhere between the 16 and the 25, it, I mean, that's that's two possessions almost. Well, it's not even – see, I don't even look at it at – as, hey, I want to give teams better field position, the kickoff is an exciting player. I should say the kickoff was an exciting right. play. But because of the rules that have put in place, it's it's boring because nothing happens. It's either a touchback or mm-hmm. it's a fair catch. Like It's very rarely returned. I'd love to see the percentages of times that it's returned. And by the way, when you're in a dome, like Algian Stadium, Algian Stadium, Allegiant. Allegiant. I got a mental block against the name. I really do. I got an issue. Yeah, I can't say it. Las Vegas Stadium. Let's yes. go with it. I'm like FIFA. Okay, you're like FIFA. Yeah. Federation Las... Internationale de Football Association. Is that what it stands for? Yes. Really? Yes. Do you know what Pakota stands for? Pakota? No. Do you know what Pakota is? I have no idea what Pakota is. <laughs> what is Pakota? So every single year, baseball uh, comes out. Not baseball. I think it's baseball prospectus. Comes out with what they think is going to happen. Okay. So they come out with what they call the Pakoda rankings. Okay. <laughs> so the other day, the Pakoda rankings for 2024 came out, which if you're a Yankee or Met fan, you naively pretty happy about because the Yankees have the highest Pakoda in the American League East, which is like, oh, yeah, we're going to win the East. And the Mets, by the way, the Mets have a Pakoda that would be good enough for them to be the third wild card team in the National League. Okay. Okay. Now, do you want me to give you the bad news? Yeah, the bad news. Yankees and I want are... you to look up what Pakota stands for because I <laughs> forgot. It's not Bill Pakota, by the way, the former major leaguer. It's literally like it stands for something crazy. But here's the bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. For those that know that reference, the Pakota rankings are always wrong. <laughs> so like last year, the New York Mets Pakoda player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. There you go. Which means nothing to anybody. <laughs> Here's what it means. Last year, Pakoda said the Mets would win 96 games. They won 75 games. <laughs> In 2021, Pakoda said the Mets would win 96 games. They won 77 games. Like, in 2017, Pakoda said the Mets would win 89. They won 70. Last year, the Yankees' Pakoda was 98. They won 82. Now, I have left out some of the years they've been right about, like 2022 with the Yankees. The Pakoda was 99, and they won 99. So sometimes the Pakoda's right, but the Pakoda's always wrong. That's why I didn't bring it up until this very moment when I was going to make fun of what mm. the hell it stands for, right. which is what again? What? Pakoda? The player empirical. Per- player empirical comparison. Empirical is just statistical. Right. Player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so player stat comparison based uh, optimizing based on some algorithm that we don't know. Yeah, I'm a loser. There's still more deep digging you have to do to actually figure out what it means. And let me just save everybody all the time on this. They're always wrong, okay? I've looked at the Mets history with Pakoda. I've looked at the Yankee history with Pakoda. They're mostly wrong. Nerd alert! So if you woke up, I'm doing, by the way, listen God's this, work right now. Listen to this description of Pakoda. Yeah. It looks at all the numbers and all the numbers that make up the numbers. 
<laughs> to see which players are more likely to repeat their success and which ones benefited from good fortune. Yes. So you're so you're you're calculating the incalculable, yeah. which is luck. Which I'm is, a loser. Which is why, though those drops make it seem like I'm the geek. Uh, yeah. I'm the one telling you they mean nothing. So if your friend goes up to you and says, "Hey." The Mets offseason wasn't that bad. Our Pocota is 84 and a yeah. half. If anybody says Pocota to you as a as a reference point, yeah. laugh in their face. Okay. Because it truly is trying to calculate good fortune. That's right. Good fortune. That's right. What the hell does that even mean? I, it means nothing. So we're on the same <laughs> side here, right? Exactly. I just Absolutely. wanted to make sure everybody knows that. Absolutely. By the way, I never understood what X standed for in XFL. What's it stand for? Extreme. Extreme. Extreme, mm-hmm. yeah. Extreme starts with an E, though. Extreme, yeah, but not to go down branding. the yeah, not to go down the well of who controlled the league. But he was an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. no. But when the they had started, the X yeah. games, it was yeah. X. So it's Extreme the same type of thing. Games. It was a '90s thing. By the way, I don't, I'm surprised that the variations of touchback percentages in the NFL, like we assumed that it would be 76 well, or seven percent. That would be my guess right now. This right. season in the NFL, the top. Top touchback percentage in the NFL was the Dallas Cowboys, 89.47%. So it's even higher than we thought. That's the top. You know what the lowest was? 71. The Green Bay Packers at 43. Really? 0.43. You know why it sort of makes sense, though? When you play at outdoor stadiums in the conditions, Mm -hmm. the touchbacks are not as automatic. Which, Which makes sense. So the Green Bay Packers are last at 43. The Titans, even though that one's a little outlier, maybe it just says their kicker had a weak leg. I remember this now. So 47. The Bills, 57. And cold weather, by the way. The Cleveland, uh, the New York Giants, 58. Uh, Cleveland Browns, 58. These are all cold weather. So teams. that means the average is around 70%. It's around 70-some percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. because it's just a, it's a play that just doesn't happen anymore. No. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. How are you, Anthony? Afternoon, guys. How are you? We're good. What's up? Good. What's up? Uh, real quick, first thing I want to say, your show is amazing. Whoever invented bad tiki, if they still get raises, <laughs> he should get a raise. Yes, <laughs> yes. we appreciate now, it. Now, here's my male Taylor Swift. Uh, I went to the game last night at Barclays. It's Steph Curry. Oh, God. I oh, watch no. middle-aged no. guys with medium Dude. jerseys on go crazy. Yeah. Little ladies, That's big ladies. That's a good ladies. call, Anthony. That's a great call. And I, and I think the reason you're right, and I hope you had a good time, that game sucked for me as a Net fan watching the Nets blow that. Dude, but he's right. Steph Curry right. is not just a great basketball player, he's which unhatable. we all know. He's unhateable. He's unhateable, and he's crossed over with his wife, Aisha, by doing right. these other shows. Yeah. So Steph Curry passes what we call the grandma test, <laughs> where even if you don't watch basketball, you know who Steph Curry is. Or the five-year-old test. Like, yeah. everybody at my kid's school, whether you're a kid or not, into right. sports or not, knows who Steph Curry is. And, and the reason why our last call brought that up is yesterday, Tiki asked the question, do we have a male version of Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. And we went I was to trying our... to think outside of sports. Right, right. But it makes sense that it would be sports because most, I mean, I'm not stereotyping here, but a lot of males love sports. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a, a, a sports figure. I just couldn't think of one. Couldn't think of like a mm-hmm. young, like top of his game. Nah, he's the guy. Beyond, you know, reproach guy. He's the guy. It is definitely Steph Curry. He's the freaking guy because no one dislikes him. No, you'd want to hang out with him. Yeah, you'd want to be him. <laughs> like you'd want to have his success. Yeah, 
I think that's the best answer we've heard. Because I heard a lot like yesterday yeah. of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds and all. You know, who's that? Uh, Styles, Joey ha- Styles, ha- Harry Styles, Harry Styles, Harry Styles. <laughs> Joey Styles is an announcer in wrestling. Oh, okay. Styles. Harry's a singer. AJ <laughs> Styles, whatever. AJ Styles is also a wrestler. <laughs> oh, Harry Styles, Hank Styles. All these names, and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. But Steph Curry does fit the list. Does certainly does. It's a By great the, one. Speaking of hoops, when we come back. The New York Knicks, they got 48 hours to make a trade. Is something close to happening, and what should it be? We talk a little Knicks, get you set for tonight at Madison Square Garden. They take on the Memphis Grizzlies. And more of your calls at 877-337-6666. I triggered Sean earlier in the show because I think football season's already over. And this week is not about football at all. We've talked a lot about Super Bowl parties and how much they suck throughout this day as well. If you are going to tonight's New York Knicks game, they are facing the Memphis Grizzlies. You talk about a team that's banged up, they're banged up. But Manny, who works here at the Fan and the CBS Sports Network, just gave me a very interesting factoid about tonight. Okay. You know Ryan Archie Diacono? Yes. He's a bench player for the Knicks. Yes. He's also one of the guys that went to Villanova, except he's not a part of the cool kids club because (laughs) he doesn't really play. (laughs) He is in the midst of a historical streak in which he has not scored a point this season. And he's gotten into, not every game, but sometimes he gets into games. Like, he didn't get into the Laker game. He didn't get into the game before that. But I'm looking at his game logs. He did get into the game against Utah for 29 seconds. The game against Charlotte for a minute 44. The game against Miami for a minute 11. The game against Denver for five and a half minutes. Blew him out so badly, he got five and a half minutes in. He's the human victory cigar. And every team has had that, right? The human victory cigar. Like, I remember a few years ago I was offended by it, but you guys did that to Derrick Rose. I didn't like that. The Celtics used to do that to Brian Scalabrini. Derrick yeah. Rose? No, Derrick Rose is a... This was before? No, it was, and that's why it offended me, because Derrick Rose is a former MVP, but it was two years ago. He, the crowds would chant, we want Rose, and it's like, come on. He was like the uncle like on the team because he's older <laughs> compared to them. Yeah, but there was a point where people were talking about him. Like, he was coming off the bench, and they were, and they wanted him to start. No, no, but this is different. different. This is when they were treating him like right. a victory cigar. So Ryan Archidiacono is the human victory cigar. That part's normal. <laughs> What's not normal is he hasn't scored a point yet this season. <laughs> he has played 20 games this season. He has not scored a how, point. How old is he? Uh, he is 29 years old. Oh, so he's been in the league for a while, dude. He's been he's bounced around. Yeah. He's been with the Knicks for the last couple of years. He's famous for Gus Johnson loving yelling his name in college basketball. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dude, we most people know him strictly from Villanova, not from being an NBA player. <laughs> but again, hear me out. He has played and appeared in 20 games this season. He hasn't scored a point. Now I know what you're thinking. Is that a record? Yes! <laughs> Not only is it the NBA record, he destroyed the NBA record, what is the record? weeks ago. It used to be like 13. Oh, wow. Now, I was is, looking, he, is he trying not to score? So that's the question. I have the answer. How many shots has he taken this season? Okay, he's appeared in 20 games. He has played two minutes, a minute, two minutes, a minute, mm-hmm. three minutes. I'm looking at his game logs, about two, three minutes. He's got to average less than a shot a game. It has to be. There's no way he hasn't scored. How many combined shots do you think he has taken this season? And I do have the answer. I'm going to say 18. (laughs) It's not even close. What is it? Six! Six shots! So Ryan Archidiacono is letting this happen because it's not as if he's coming in a game saying, all right, I got 30 seconds. I better make this work. Hold on. He did play five minutes. So he played five and a half minutes in the Denver game and took one shot. It was a three-point shot, and he missed it. Hmm. 
And that's it. So that's a credit to him because even in the five and a half minutes he played, it's almost like I'm getting this impression he's kind of doing this on purpose. Like Archie Diacono is saying, you know what? Mm. If I'm going to be a bench player, I'm going to live in history. I'm going to own this record (laughs) and destroy it and set it to a level that no one can ever break it. Yes. I will be in the history books forever. I mean, I think we need to start paying attention to this, Nick fans. If you're going to the game tonight, and look, I'm not doing this to mush you. I'm not doing this to do anything crazy. I just want to give you some facts before you go to the game tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing two NBA players. I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. Literally two NBA players are playing. Three guys on 10-day contracts and two more guys on two-way contracts. And those are going to be the seven guys they play tonight. So you're not facing an NBA team. In fact, wow. I would venture how, to say... How do they get away with that? No, everybody's hurt. Oh. Like, I legitimately. Mean, got it. Like, Derek Rose is hurt, though. He's listed as questionable, so maybe you'll get him tonight. Jaws <laughs> obviously out for the season. Desmond Bain is hurt. Aaron Jackson's hurt. Like, they have real players. The Grizzlies were supposed to be good. They're all hurt. So this is not like some kind of maintenance thing. But they literally have two players where I think Lugie's a good NBA fan. I think you've heard of one guy that's going to play tonight. Yeah, seven of these guys are plumbers, I think. I, 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 give me the names because I – go ahead. The guy I think you've heard of is Luke Kennard. I think yeah, of course, of course. Three-point shooter. I right. think he won the three-point yep. Yeah, he was Duke, right? Yep. Yeah, That's an easy played one. Miami. NBA yep. player, fine. Yep. David Roddy, I'm 50-50 on. Do you know mm. him? Do you not know him? Unfortunately, I do. You do. But wow. for gambling reasons. Uh, you don't even want to know. Because he's, but, play, You know what? Because David Roddy was a rookie last year. He's played for the yeah, Grizzlies. Yeah. So I've later. heard the name. Okay. <laughs> the rest of these two guys. Two for two. Gigi Jackson II, Jacob Gilliard, Trey Jameson, Matthew Hurt, Tosan Evubuawa-Awa-On, and then this one's cheap. You're going to hear of him just because of his, he's a junior. Scotty Pippen Jr. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's who you're playing tonight. Wow. So the Knicks are going to beat this team by 50. I don't care how banged up you guys are, which means, here's the crux of this, Ryan Archidiacono is getting into the game. <laughs> like, this, is, this is a game that if Tiki went to, you would have to stay. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see Archidiacono finally score a point? Well, maybe I would, but he better be in in the third quarter. <laughs> Third quarter? <laughs> Are you getting crazy here? I mean, I mean you're saying they're going to destroy him. They're going to be up by 70 in the third quarter. Could you right, imagine that don't, you, don't you want to see him, though? Like, if they're up by 40, it means Archidiacono's getting in the game. Well, it's lucky I'm not going to this game. So well, what if to I told you I have uh, my two tickets available right now? You I have go? a date. Excuse me? I have a date. With whom? My wife. Oh, like I a date night? I told you she's been gone for four days. No, I respect that. <laughs> uh, is the date just at home under the covers, or is the date, like, out somewhere? <laughs> that was last night's date. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights in a row. Stop. Don't do back-to-backs. <laughs> what, is that disqualifying? Are you going out, or are you going just yeah, hanging out? out? Oh, good for you. All right. So you don't want to see Ryan Archidiacono? No, I definitely do not. <laughs> Lugie, do you want to see Ryan Archidiacono? No, I, do I want to see Scottie Pippen Jr. That <laughs> <laughs> might not be too bad. <laughs> I, like Tiki, also have a date tonight because my wife's going on vacation for a week, so I'm going to have the house to myself. So what? this is our last night in port. Mm. Oh, no, so she's there tonight. She's there tonight, oh. but she leaves tomorrow. I thought you are so. making some inappropriate comment no, that you're no, home no, by no. yourself and that's it. No, 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 no. Okay. home for the next week. Okay. Yeah, so this Grizzly team is really banged up. Now, as far as the Knicks are concerned, Here's our level of concern. I'll give you my level of concern as an IBO, an independent basketball observer, and we'll figure out where everybody is on this. It's another game of OG Ananobi not playing. Yep. We all know the deal with Julius. They've kind of put that away for two weeks. Quentin Grimes, 
The thing about Quentin Grimes, and I remember reading this from Stefan Bondi a few weeks ago, and then I heard it again recently, that basically Quentin Grimes is known as someone that doesn't play through injuries. I'm serious. I, I've now heard that what? multiple times. Has he been hurt that often? So during the playoffs last year, he didn't play in two postseason games. And Bondi, who's a good reporter, was reporting uh, to kind of rub Tom, Tom Thibodeau rubbed, rubbed him the wrong way. That it rubbed him the wrong way, that they thought he could have played through the injury. Oh, we it actually, rubbed Tom the wrong way. Yeah, and I Got think it. we talked about this on air. In ter- you may have been off in terms of, hey, if you're an athlete, that's a tough spot because if you know you're not healthy yeah. and you're not going to help the team, like, should you play? Should you should you grind it out? Right. right. I, I think we love hearing about guys grinding it out until they suck. It's just different in basketball because it, so much is... It's it's a precise sport, right? Whereas football is a, it's a brute sport, right? But there are guys in the NBA that fight through it. I mean, Jalen yeah. Brunson plays hurt, Julius plays hurt. I think the Nick fan is used to guys playing injured, and so that story about Grime it is what it is. Look, I think there's a decent chance he's gone in the next forty eight hours at the deadline. But the concern about OG Ananobi is that there's no real update. Like all we got from Tom Thibodeau was, yeah, he's progressing, progressing from what though? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I believe, and I said this about Julius last week. And I think Steve Popper even said this yesterday as a Nick reporter. And this is logical, but I've been saying this for a week now, that the Knicks know stuff and they're not giving you updates, not because they hate you as fans, but because the trade deadline's in 48 hours. Yeah, they're trying to hold their cards so that they don't give away any kind of sense of desperation. Right. And so you get fleeced when you do that. So they have to, they have to do this. And as Nick fans, you shouldn't be worried about it. You should you should understand it. I think. Well, no, no, you can be worried about it though, no, because no. what if OG Ananobi's out for another month? Well, I mean, I didn't know this until we talked about it yesterday with CP. Like, this is this is not something new for OG. Isn't that concerning though? Yes and no, because if he's had it for a while and he's still been a pretty good player, are you worried about? Should you be that worried about it? Right, right. It's not like he's opting for surgery, like the Julius Randle thing. I mean, uh, the um, uh, the Joel Embiid thing. Hopefully, Julius Randle doesn't opt for surgery for Knicks fans' sake. But right, I, th- I feel like that OG's is, is a simple rest thing, and he'll be back and he'll be fine. It's the Julius Randle one that's concerning because that one could be season-ending. Well, look. The, the if, he, tr- if he decides to get surgery, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, so part of it, you're worried about it. Part of it, you're not. But if you're going to have any kind of conversation around bettering this team— at the trade deadline, you don't want to give up everything. No, I get you. Especially if this year is not, in your mind, the year. Well, I also, so that's the question. And I asked CP that yesterday. Is this year the year? Right. And he he said yes, but not really. Well, yes and no, because, and here's the way I would look at it at the trade deadline. And Lugie and I said this last week, and I, I want to take it back, because now I don't, I don't agree with this anymore. And that was the idea of, we will know at the deadline if this team is really concerned about Julius Randle based on what they do. And the reason I take that back is if you're the Knicks right now, you're making a smart move, or at least what you think is a smart move. And you're not going to do something out of desperation because Julius Randle may not come back. This here's the reality, and I think we could all agree on this. I'm not being a hater. If Julius Randle doesn't come back, they're not getting to the NBA Finals. They're not a title contender. He, as Louie has said, top 30 player. He's a dog. He's this. He's that. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. Now, maybe they went around. I'm not suggesting there's no point of watching or there's no point of making smaller moves that can help you. But I don't think you're going to go get super aggressive 
on something dumb to replace Julius Randle because there's nobody out there that replaces Julius Randle. No. Certainly the regular season player that you need him to be in the postseason. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a move you make because Julius is out for the season. You were talking about this with CP yesterday. You were giving your guidelines, a guy you would have on the floor in the final five minutes. And yes. DeMar DeRozan. You don't think a DeMar DeRozan playing the four can make the Knicks an Eastern Conference Finals team? Well, okay, so here's the problem. I agree with you that DeMar DeRozan, in my opinion, fits better with Julius Randle not on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I do think as a replacement, he makes sense. Right. But, but he's, he's a, not nearly the same player. Well, he's a different player, yes. Right. And he's a free agent at the end of the season. But we're talking about just this year, though, I I'm know, saying to make but, a run. Is he I, the kind of guy you could plug in and still yeah, make that so, run so without Julius? Do you think this is, the, this is the season to make the run? I Because that's what it comes down I to. I sure as hell did before OG and Julius went down, and I thought we were adding other pieces. If you're telling me they're not coming back, then I'm obviously concerned. But I don't want this season to be lost. We talked about this with Dan Campbell and the Lions. You just never know. Maybe this is the year. So if they no, add no, no, another but, piece but, but or two, on, maybe this on. is the year to win but the But finals. I want to clarify. It's not that I wouldn't make a move to try to win. It's that DeMar DeRozan's a free agent at the end of the year. Yes. So the move you're making doesn't even benefit you next year because he's gone. And why would you even keep him? I don't think he fits on a team with no, a healthy no, no. Julius Randle. No. So you're trading assets. Now, if you're telling me DeRozan's a buyout candidate, which right. I'm not saying, that's different. That's, that's what not I even the trade. Okay, well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. But as a trade candidate, when I have to give up something to get him, and then I'm basically not able to flip him at the end of the year. See, let me give you an example of a guy where, and I'm not even totally sure about the fit, DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think DeJounte Murray necessarily fits like a glove, but he will clearly make your team better, especially when Jalen's on the bench. And it allows you more time of Jalen on the bench because DeJounte Murray, ball in his hands, running an offense, right. he can do it. The problem is I'm concerned about them together and about DeJounte off ball. Like, we've lost a little bit of him in Atlanta mm-hmm. playing next to to um, uh, your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Trey Young. I don't like to say his name because you like to put an F word before you yes, say his name. Yes. <laughs> so hear me out on the appeal of DeJounte Murray. Let's say you trade for him. Let's say you trade Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, and a number one pick. Probably have to give up two number ones, but maybe one of the number ones that are less threatening to you. Mm-hmm. And you get DeJounte Murray. And you try to make it work. And he clearly improves your roster. He clearly gives you offense. And then you hope that this fit works. And let's say it doesn't really work as well as you want. Next year... DeJounte Murray is an appealing piece. Mm-hmm. My team would want him. The Lakers are going to want him. And so you can then turn him into something else. Not even collecting assets back, but maybe a bigger trade. Maybe there's somebody else out there. So I think what the Knicks are doing, and I get it, is you're trying to do two things at the same time. You're trying to improve your roster right now and win now, because why not? I'm with you. I'm not saying just give up. But also position yourself where whatever you get can help you in the future. The appeal of DeJounte Murray is that despite him defensively not being the same guy he was in San Antonio and maybe hurting his value a little bit, he still has value. Teams still want him. Yeah. Maybe not as much as what Atlanta well, gave up, I mean, but people still want well, so hold on. him. So do you think teams still want him? Yes. Because yeah. here we are two days from the deadline, and he hasn't moved yet. Because Atlanta's asking for two number ones, and the Lakers and the Nets and other teams interested aren't willing to give that up. Yeah, the Lakers. I mean, th- that'd be a fool's move. To Why is that? The, They're trying the, to win. For the La- Lakers? Yeah. Sitting at 500? I mean, I get it. Well, but hold on. I mean, they, they they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Their thought is, if they look what they did last year. They got to the Western Conference Finals. True, true. And you discount, I discounted them. Everybody did last year as well. So, when you have LeBron James, it makes it that much more a likelihood, even if things aren't ideal. 
which brings up the question that everybody's talking about, but nobody's talking about. Why not? Why don't the Knicks trade for LeBron? Oh, and it's because they're tired yeah. of LeBron because they because <laughs> they don't they they he, he shunned them twice. But that's not by the way, that's not a reason why it's you don't not, trade. I know it's not, but that's what everybody says. He's not available. How do we know it's not available? The Lakers are not trading LeBron James. Well, if the Lakers aren't doing anything, what are they doing? They're trying to win. I don't think they're not doing anything. I think they're trying to get the John Thayer. If they don't do anything and they end up not coming away with anyone at the trade deadline, then they're not. Then they're wasting their 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 asset in LeBron James. Yeah, but I think they'd rather do that than trade him. They're just not trading him. I think look the LeBron stuff. I think if your reasoning for not wanting him, if he did become available, is bitterness over the fact he didn't want you twice, that's stupid. That's yeah. not a real reason. That's not a good reason. If you have a basketball reason, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not a basketball reason. There isn't but a basketball reason. But he's not, come to the postseason. I know he doesn't play defense now, but come the postseason, he will. Yeah, but he's not available. Mm. It's a fantasy. I mean, no, isn't everybody he's, available? I think LeBron's acting the way he's acting to push the Lakers to make moves. So he's being passive But why aggressive. does he have to push the Lakers to make moves? Because maybe they don't want to, and maybe they realize, you know what, we don't have enough so to win, so we're going to ride. why does he want to be there? Because here's why. I'll tell you why they're pushing. Well, number one, Bronny's out there, and he could see his son. Bronny's not an NBA. No, but I'm saying he can go see I games. Thought, I, thought, I thought I was jumping on you saying he wants to play No, 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 no I'm saying he wants to go to the games. He's close yeah. by by being out yeah. in LA. Well, I think LeBron pressures them by saying, look, I'm only here for another year. Let's try to win. And that's yeah, the kind of organization the Lakers are. But they're not trading LeBron James. If anything, they're trying to add to their roster. They're trying to trade for DeJounte Murray. The guy who I think makes sense, if you can get him, and I was reading this morning like he's not really available, is Malcolm Brogdon. Like, to me, Malcolm Brogdon, who's got two years left on his deal. Yeah. So you get him, and then he's making $22 million next year. So now you've got a, a valuable player, a former Sixth Man of the Year award mm-hmm. winner, and a guy who's on a fair contract next year as an expiring deal. So it Further is what we're talking about of helping your team now and then giving you the flexibility to make another move during the offseason if something becomes available. But Malcolm Brogdon is A, perfect coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. He's used to it. And B, he could, yeah. he's a shot creator. Right. He hits 41% from three. He's played in the postseason. And the idea of him being hurt has never been true. No. Like the damaged good story that the Celtics sold. So, and, and I would think Portland would trade him. They're not going anywhere. No. So Brogdon, Why are you hearing that he's not uh, not really available? That's what I read this morning on one of the uh, NBA rumors. I'm I mean, trying to remember who the, said the it. The only reason it makes it makes sense that he's not because he hasn't moved yet. Like, what's Portland waiting for? Not, they don't need to push to the deadline. Forty eight hours, baby. I know, but they don't need to push to the deadline unless they're holding him in their pocket to find a desperate team to come to them, or they're waiting for the right offer. And the Knicks no, have not mean. given the right offer. And maybe that offer is just one first-round pick. And by the way, not all first-round picks are created equal. I'll be the first to tell mm-hmm. you on that. But Malcolm Brogdon for a first-round pick that's not, you know, and the Knicks don't have any, like, crazy first-round picks. They've got their own. They're a good team. Your pick's not going to be anything crazy. No. Look, the Knicks Milwaukee's are— Milwaukee's won. Detroit's protected one. Like, the Dallas one. Like, eh. The Knicks are very close to being awesome as long as they don't screw it up. So they're in this tricky spot, Evan, like you painted out there, that you don't want to give up too much to try to make a run out of panic and hurt your future. What does screw it up mean, though, by the way? You know, what, like maybe even DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> if you trade a bunch of assets and then you can't get anything from him at the end right. of the year, you don't win, you get knocked out in the second round, something like that. Now that stops you from getting somebody else in the future. If oh, um, So OG is a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is an assumption you guys will keep him, you'll try to keep him. If he left as a free agent, is that screwing it up? I think so, because I think Mm -hmm. that you brought him here not as a rental. You brought him here because they've been looking at him for a while, and he makes this team a hell of a lot better. So if he was to leave town, that would be bad. You know why, but it's not screwing it up. I disagree with you. I'm going to defend the Knicks if somehow he left. 
R.J. Barrett wasn't fitting anyway. Sure, you didn't give up. And IQ, you weren't re-signing anyway. Fair enough, but I still understand what this team has done since they got O.G. Ananobi, and I want to see that over the course of the next couple years because I like the brand of basketball I saw with him in the lineup. Luke, let me ask you a question. Does it get frustrating talking about the Knicks? Does it get frustrating? Frustrating. Not recently. because There were years where there was. It feels like... Every conversation that is had, whether it's here or any CP show, anywhere, it's the same conversation. Do you ever feel, does it feel that way? You what do you mean about trades? Getting players, just, you mean? Just, like, what's going to happen, what should happen, maybe this, this, it, we shouldn't have, like, it just gets, it feels the same over and over and over and over and over again. Now, finally, that changed, obviously, with the OG trade and, you know, moving on from, from quickly, and it was a little bit of a spark and it felt different for, like, a second. Now doesn't it feel like it's back to the same? Well, because guys got hurt. The Knicks? Guys got hurt. They had a perfect thing going, and they were going to add one more piece to the bench. Now you're worried. God is Julius out the whole year? When is OG coming back? So yes, just as things were going great, few setbacks. Right? You know what's better though about these conversations? Because I think for years it was always getting a superstar. How do we get right. this superstar? Yeah. How do we get superstar A, B, C, or D? And I think because the Nick fan is now convinced they have a superstar in Jalen Brunson, and that's mm-hmm. up to debate because a lot of it's. Well, so now you're anxious. Now you now you're like, all right, we got it now. No, no, but we I got think, our superstar. No, but I think it's more of the fun discussion. I remember having it a few years ago. It didn't last long, and that's the discussion of the right small piece to put you over the top. And that's a better discussion than fantasizing about superstars. You're probably not getting debating Malcolm Brogdon versus Jordan Clarkson in a weird way is a much more fun debate <laughs> because you're not dreaming of something that's unrealistic. If the Knicks want to get Malcolm yeah, but- Brogdon, they can get him. If they want Jordan Clarkson, they can get him. It's not like some star that's unfounded. And to me, I'm just speaking as a basketball fan that has experienced this. That's a better discussion. Well, I mean, yes, it is, but you also have no inclination that the Knicks are going to come off of their first-round picks. You just don't, right? I mean, we can assume that they are, but we, but that's a bad assumption. We're making an asset of ourselves saying, yeah, they're going to give up the first-round picks for X, Y, or Z. Well, they've done it. They did it last year for Josh Hart. I mean, uh, they didn't give up all their first-round picks, and no one's suggesting yeah, they're going okay, to do but, that. Hey, Josh, we're talking about Josh Hart. Yeah, well, we're talking about Jordan Clarkson. So, are we talking about similar level of players? Uh, and think about the impact that Josh Hart made last year. Okay. Too bad he can't shoot anymore. I so so you didn't get a. I mean, I, I was no. Gonna, it impacted them, dude. They won I that was, first round. I was going to him. say a full like, like, like solid. This guy's going to score. He's going to play defense. He's going to the perfect piece. They added a rotation piece, right? So, but I feel like that's the conversation around the Knicks all the time. Well, here's the good news: after Thursday, the conversation's dead because the trade deadline passes, and then it becomes the buyout market, which features more like Kyle Lowry and. <laughs> whomever else may be available. And really the conversation, and this is the concerning one, because I think with trades we all have opinions. Oh, I'll go get this guy. How does yeah. this guy fit? But that's what it feels like with the Knicks. you got to get this guy. We need Brogdon. we got to get Jordan well, Clarkson. because the trade that you got to get blah, blah, blah. Days. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, but it, it seems to never happen. Well, no, well, they, they, they added a guy last year. They had a guy and they just traded for OG on an OB. What do you mean it never happens? They've hmm. made key trades. They haven't cashed all their chips in for a star, but they've made key trades. And when they made the OG trade, you knew another trade was coming because they traded their depth. So they were going to have to add well, another guy Well, let's see if that me. other trade is coming, by the way. It, we got 45 hours. No, they have to make a trade. Because well, to Tiki's point, what if, they don't, what if they don't come off a first-round pick? Right. I well, think they will make a trade. If I had to guess right now, I think they're making a move yeah. for either Clarkson, Brogdon, or DeJounte Murray. The DeJounte Murray one is more fascinating in terms of A, the fit, B, what they have to give up, and then C, the idea that maybe next year they flip him. 
that DeJounte Murray may come here and not be long for this world. He may be more of a, what's let's in, see if he can help yeah, us what's, now. What's then begs the question, are you are you trading to make yourself viable for a championship this year, or are you trading, is it, or is it like a chess piece? Both. Right? If it, to me, both. it feels like chess. No, I think it, but I think it's both to answer your question. All right, you're setting up something else. I think you're try- I think what the Knicks are trying to do, and this is ideal, obviously, as a fan, is you want to make a win now move that helps you moving forward. Yeah, hedge your bet in that spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what DeRozan doesn't do for you because he's on an expiring deal. Right. Fair enough. And to me, the Laker game exposed the problems because they da- they doubled Jalen. They couldn't do anything about yeah, it. They need so other scores. Up. There was no other. I mean, they were so beat I know up that, but that they game. need somebody else that can score the basketball. I almost discount that Lakers No, but here's why you can't discount it, even though I get what you're saying. Yeah. We don't know when they're going to be healthy. Right. And that's going to be the new talking point and concern. Well, well, dude, if they're not healthy, then what the hell are you trading to try to win a championship for this year? Because they may and be so, healthy. So, they, so I, we don't know that. And so we're having this conversation about the Knicks and what they should and shouldn't do, and we have no idea if Julius Randle's shoulder is going to be okay. But do they know? But do they know? I I would assume. I don't know. Right? We don't. We don't know what the underlying issue is. You know what the the surface issue is with OG's elbow, but we don't know what the we don't know what Deuce's uh, knee or and or ankle. I don't even know what the health issue is. Quentin Grimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Quentin Grimes, not not Deuce, but we don't know what is what the health issue is long term. So, so you would do nothing. I don't know what, what I'm saying. You want to do anything? I don't know what I'm doing. I I just know that it feels like the conversation is the same. No, no, but I think what it's, you it's do the same over and over and but, over. But again. I think what you do, I I think it's different because we're not talking about superstars anymore that you're not getting. Here's what I think you do. I think you try to make smart deals for guys that can help you now and also help you in the future, whether it's as a contract you're flipping or a guy that's on your roster next year. That's why the DeRozan thing doesn't make as much sense. Mm. So, look, here's the truth. Do the Knicks know what the future holds with Julius Randle? Do they know the answer and they're just not telling us? Well, do they know what they want to do with Julius Randle? Is what? Julius Randle here for the long haul? I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about is he going to be healthy? But I think that matters. That comes into this. Because if he's not, and it's obviously not going to happen this season, but if he's not, then why are you holding on to him? Oh, well, they love him. I think Leon Rose I know, I know, but I'm asking why. Because they love him. Because he's the 30th best player in the league, according to guys like Lugie. And they love him, and they think no, that not, real playoff no, Julius is no, showing up. When you up. make the All-Star team year in, year out, you're a top 25, top okay, 20 Okay, when you lay an egg in the postseason, <laughs> I understand that, you are a postseason leg air. <laughs> Fair enough, until proven right. otherwise. Egg so, I got what you're saying. <laughs> but forget that part, because I agree with you. It's more, is he coming back? Like, do the Knicks know something about OG Ananobi and Julius Randle that they're not telling anybody because the trade deadline's on Thursday? Do they know, hey, the report on Julius that we know that we're not telling anybody is really bad? Mm -hmm. And then to your point, would that change how you attack the trade deadline? If you're building where it's about now and the future, then the answer is no. Hmm. That's what I've learned from this. What whole if you exercise. traded for DeRozan and say an Alex Caruso has another year left on his deal? Caruso <laughs> on the team next year gives you scoring off the bench. They're going to ask for like multiple first round picks. I you know. Don't trade multiple first round picks in that trade, I, dude. I'm just worried right now that Julius and OG are not coming back, and I'm trying to not salvage the season. I'm trying to make a run because I do think it's wide open in the NBA, and the Knicks have as good a shot as anybody. No, I yeah. understand. You should be worried dude, about if the you're injuries, in salvage though. territory. No, no, I salvage is not the right word. That's why I don't want to use it. Right, I know what you're saying. I want to keep the if, train if those, moving. If those guys are not coming back. You aren't you in just all right. Let's chill. Let's just play it out. I mean, honestly, no. It would be the smart, prudent decision, but I'm not. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.